today on the program. Nothing like a bit of girl on girl. It's Hot Fuzz. party i'm your host nick joining me today are the skid marks to my accident anthony <laughs> all right <laughs> that's is it an accident when it's a skid mark <laughs> i mean isn't that kind of i mean accident is more than a skid mark typically <laughs> right man i i think a skid mark is the result of an improper post cleanup you know <laughs> is it just 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 sloppy work yeah, yeah. we're like Ooh, oh i got clown ass i need to rub my underwear in a little bit clear it up you know <laughs> i got clown ass <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, that's what I am. <laughs> yep. Also in the studio with us today, Manny. Hi, folks. How's yeah. it going? I'm still here. Still here. Still kicking it, sadly. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dark. Um, yeah, no no poop intro for you. Sorry. It's all right. Manny is the You shit. said skid marks. I thought maybe Manny was in there right beside me. Could have been, could have <laughs> been, yeah. Well, I was trying, usually I try to go with something like very not at all subtly sexual, but. That is, do you find that sexual? <laughs> no, I said I usually no, do, but this time, this. because then, you know, when he was talking about that car wreck, I mean, we'll get there, and he was like, what makes you think it was more? He goes, skid marks! And they're yeah. like, okay, now who's being childish? But he's like, there were no skid marks oh, on the skid accident marks scene. Right now, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, skid marks, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, today we are talking about Hot Fuzz, 2007, directed by Edgar Wright. Uh, also did Shaun of the Dead, World's End, Baby Driver, Last Night in Soho, uh, which I started to watch once and never finished, so I don't know how that Last Night in Soho goes. But for the most part, I really enjoy Edgar Wright. <laughs> yeah. He also I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen that did a documentary-ish kind of thing about the Sparks or the Spark Brothers. A band that's been around for fucking ever. Hmm. Not I've heard of them. Yeah. And I thought it was like made up because, you know, he t- tends to make comedies and stuff. And I looked into, no, it's a real, real fucking group. <laughs> Just never really heard of them. Um, anyway, he wrote this with Simon Pegg. It's part two of the Cornetto trilogy. They're not a, a proper trilogy. They just have... Oh. They have a theme, and then the characters are always eating Cornettos, this little, like, frozen ice cream tray. We call them, uh, I think they're drumsticks here. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like the little, like, drumsticks. waffle cone. Didn't look like it. Oh. Yeah. Inside of them didn't like that chocolate on them, though, but maybe. No. They need well, they have inside. different flavors. So ah. this one is the blue one, which is just vanilla. Do you think it's called Cornettos because of France? Cornet? I, I, maybe. I, I, just what they call them in England, I guess. Mm-hmm. But Son of the Dead was red, which is the strawberry flavor, obviously, because blood and zombies. This one's blue, because Cops Blue, which is their vanilla flavor. Then World's End is the third movie, and that was green, which is their peppermint flavor, But because it was aliens in that movie. So they're not like... The movies themselves aren't like a trilogy. Right. They're tied together. It's just... They all got all got Simon Pegg and Nick Simon Frost. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and yeah. then they wrote the with Edgar Wright. So that... I mean, that's really the only thing tying them together. It's unofficial trilogy. Anyway. Right. <clears throat> Tight. Yeah, tight, 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 tight. tight, 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 tight. So we open on Nicholas Angel. <laughs> they, they put all these movies together, really hoping to get a Loves contract. Like we're gonna get yeah, some of that we're gonna get that love. <laughs> We need that Loves money. And Loves was like, yeah, we don't 
sell Cornettos. That's a weird thing. That <laughs> Sorry, that's what? your tying thread through all three of these what movies. Is, what is a Cornetto anyway? That's yeah. loves, yeah. yeah. No. If you called it the drumstick trilogy, we maybe we could talk, but <laughs> Yeah. It's and like it some bad CGI making drumstick over Cornetto. And then Van Damme <laughs> comes out and they're like, Oh nope, nope, sorry, we got contracts. We can't we, sorry. <laughs> Meeting adjourned. <laughs> we can't break our Van Damme contract. Yeah. Um, all right, Nicholas Angel, played by Simon Pegg, and his long list of credentials. You know, he was the the best in the field at training academy, and he was the best at all the tests, and he would uh, excelled in hand-to-hand combat, and he was just the best at the best at everything. And then, of course, once he finally became a police officer, he had the most arrests. He was great on the SWAT team. He advanced his training with defensive driving and defensive bike riding i love when they say defensive driving and he like skids, <laughs> skids the car up to the yeah. camera and then defensive bike riding and he skids the bike up to the camera and apparently simon Pegg didn't need training on the car part but had to like study how to properly skid out a bike <laughs> so <laughs> part of his training for yeah. this movie was bike riding <laughs> they brought manny in to teach yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i was i was the resident expert for that one yeah uh, what were we in 2007? Con- about 12? So like 2007? <laughs> Shit, how long ago was that? I, I'm bad at maths. <laughs> what year were you born? Let's go the other way. 91. Okay, so, so you would have been six, 16. Six years old. Yeah, probably about yeah. right. That's a peak yeah. of your bicycle skid. No, yeah, now. that's the that's when I first started riding. That's when I first actually started doing the skids, yeah? Before I first got the skids. When Out I, on the skids. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Spoken about skid marks. No, um... Anyway, he's just the best police officer ever was at everything. And then also he got injured in the line of duty. He got stabbed through the hand by Santa Claus, which Santa Claus is actually Peter Jackson, uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings and Get Back director. Nice. And, and costume. Uncredited role is Peter Jackson stabbing Simon Pegg in the hand. So he got whatever. What's the award? I don't think you. What do you get when you're a cop and you're injured? It's not still. Like, I know if you're it's in like war and you get injured, it's Purple Heart, but I don't know. Like a know. Medal of Bravery or something. He, I don't know. Yeah, he gets, and did the English do the same stuff they do there? Oh, here? Yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I can give you a, a biscuit, which is to say a shitty cookie that comes in a tin <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Them ain't biscuits and them ain't muffins, you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I do love, I saw someone, they're talking about Americans' obsession with biscuits and gravy, and it was a picture of a plate with like a bunch of cookies on it, and of course that brown onion gravy they have in England, and they're like, y'all are fucking disgusting. What is this? <laughs> what kind of cookies, though? I love English muffins. Whatever they call biscuits. Yeah. yeah. It's like Canadians and their bacon. Get the fuck out yeah. of that. What, what, what do you... At least they put Canadian. It's like the rest of the world in meters. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and you're grouping by ten and making things fucking logical. <laughs> making things easy to making things yeah. convert, <laughs> motherfuckers. I do love the. It's still what, hard for me. The comedian is like there are two types, or there are two types of countries: those that use the metric system, and those who've landed on the fucking moon. <laughs> That's I say that every every because I got in my when I teach apprentices. Part of that is is how to do conversions and stuff, and and I teach them the imperial system, and then I teach them the the metric system and how to convert between them. And that's, I start with that every time. Those Two kind of countries in this world. <laughs> metric, <laughs> although NASA used the metric system. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. anyway. <laughs> so, um, we, yeah, we get a long list of his credentials and how amazing uh, Nicholas Angel is. And then his sergeant, Martin Freeman, back on the show already. He was yeah. just on a few weeks ago. But, I saw yeah. him. I was like, I forgot he was in this movie. Yeah, Martin Freeman's here. He calls me. He's like, hey, great. Hey, how's the hand? Oh, still a bit stiff. Oh, cool. How's Janine? Oh, we're not together anymore, actually. Okay, well, uh, great news. You know, we're promoting you to sergeant. He's like, oh, fuck, yeah. Nice. In in Sanford. In the Wait, country? Wait, that, that's in the country. Yeah, you always said you wanted to go there. And he goes, well, yeah, but like in, 
20 years or so when I retire. Also, I never said that to you. He goes, sure you did. I love you. He looks at his notes and he goes, someday I'd like to go to the country, Janine. <laughs> like he'd been spying on him? Yeah, I like, so. They never explained how he got, but obviously he overheard something Nicholas had said to Janine. I thought that they were listening into his phone calls. Uh, something like that, because he like says it kind of under his breath, and you're like, wait, what? You, you know, you've always said you wanted to retire in the country, but wait, no, I never said that to you. So, yeah, they were spying on him. Anyway, so he's like, no, I don't. Can I say no? Do I, do I get any say in this? No. I think I'd like to speak to the inspector. You want me to get the, the you, inspector you want, on the line? You want me to get the inspector? Yes, yes, I do. And then we cut, and there's another guy, and I couldn't find him. He was not listed in the cast at all. I've seen him in plenty of things. He's in, I think, all three of these movies also. But uh, It's Bill Nehe. No, Bill Nehe's the next one. Next part of the joke. Hmm. Uh, the middle guy, and I can't think of his name. I've seen him in plenty of stuff, but I didn't find him credited. Anyway, so he's the regular inspector, and so he immediately cut. And I love the way that all these movies are cut fairly quickly for for joke's sake. You know, so, so you, uh, you want me to get the inspector in here? And immediately cuts, and he said, "There, hello, Nicholas. How's the hand? Still busy. How's Janine? We're not together. It's the exact same questions. <laughs> same like question. the repetitive, quick cut, like." nature that a lot of the Shaun of the Dead does it and you know I I, yeah. I fucking love it like I think that's I, just British con- uh, not comedy. a yeah some but it seems to be more of an Edgar Wright thing I think that's or maybe just yeah, the way know. he does it because like I mean guy it's like a great it's great because it, yeah it's all of a sudden they're there and it's it's like dry type of humor it's the same and shit it's, like and over. then they ask the exact same <laughs> yeah. questions and you're just like god damn it like it, that's a great way to show the monotony or yeah yeah. Uh, it, it, the whole thing just plays out hilarious. And he's like, no, it's a great opportunity. You're going to go to the country. He's like, but I don't, I don't want to. It's like, I w- no, I want to speak to the chief inspector. Oh, chief. You want me to call the chief inspector down here? Yes. You want me to get on the phone? Get him down here. Down here. <laughs> yes, I do. And immediately cuts. And there's Bill Nighy. Yeah. Hello, Nicholas. How's the hand? Still a bit stiff. How's Janine? <laughs> We're not together. <laughs> like, same, 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 same. Um, so now he gets to the point of the transfer, where he's like, basically, your your arrest ra- rate is 400% higher than the second place guy in the whole precinct. Uh, you're making the entire police staff look bad, and we need to get rid of you. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm getting punished for being too good at my job, essentially. Well, you know what? It, what really matters here is what the rest of the fucking crew thinks. And he stands up, turns around, and they've got a banner. It's like... Congratulations, Nicholas. See you later. <laughs> All ready to send him off. Um, I fucking yeah, nobody wants to be around that. The, the no. guy's a tryhard. Yeah, like, come absolutely. on, dude. It's, yeah, exactly. it's Friday afternoon. Why don't you fucking dial it back a bit? Well, he's like the absolute by the book to a T. Like yeah. whether he agrees with it or not, this is the law, and this is exactly what we have to do. Um. And another thing they always show, like even during his credentials, like, yeah, they showed how he was great when they had to break into a house and or they had to shoot a guy because it was a SWAT situation or they had, you know, but they also show how good he was at tests and all the paperwork. Because when they were making this, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost went around and talked to a lot of police, like visited precincts. And uh, the one thing they were like, man, they always try to make it exciting, which is cool because sometimes, you know, police do actually have to do shit like chase people or get in situations. But most of the job is literally paperwork and sitting around. And none of that's ever shown. Like paperwork is 90% of the fucking job and they never show it. So that's why every time he does something, the montage isn't about the arrest or whatever. It's like 
him clicking the, his the, pen. The, the mugshot pictures, clicking the pen, and then all these forms he's filling out. Yeah. And they try to like, the fast cut, like, shoo, 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 to make it look exciting, but it's just fucking paperwork. Just paperwork. Um, and then another thing Edgar Wright did, which I fucking love, was he read Roger Ebert, apparently a long time ago, wrote a book about 80s action movie cliches. And all the shit that they all overdo. And he made sure to include every single fucking one of them in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But it, it's done in a great way, though. Oh, it's absolutely. Because like, <laughs> one of the guys got a movie collection. You know, like, oh, I know. It worships every action movie ever. Um, and he... Yeah, so Nick Frost's character is obsessed yeah, with action movies. Yet, yeah. So. And uh, he was... He agreed to be in the movie because obviously they wanted to kind of re- play off of the sh- success of Shaun of the Dead. And he's like, I'll do it, one, if I can name my own character. And then two, I don't remember, he had a second demand. And they're like, okay, but here's a list of action movies that you're going to have to watch because of what your character is obsessed with and all that. And the only action movie he actually watched from this list of 20-something was Bad Boys 2. So he only watched one of them. (laughs) 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 That's that's the one to watch. And that's the one he's the most obsessed with in the movie, probably due to the one he only watched. Or the only (laughs) one he watched, yeah. It's funny that that guy was in such high demand. Nick Frost that he's like I mean he doesn't seem like the guy that's like oh I get to pick my movies or whatever yeah. he seems like the guy that like Simon Pegg drags along he's like no I always thought that whatever, was you know? it yeah but he so they were all also a lot of these actors were from a show called SCTV which I saw streaming somewhere like years ago and watched a few episodes and it's it's fine I mean it's British humor like you would expect and it's all of these people when they were super super young like early 20s so it's interesting to see him then but like Nick Frost was on that yeah and I guess like he's he's done a lot of stuff out of it. Uh, Simon Pegg has too. I mean, he's in the Star Trek movies and Mission Impossible movies, and I think he's he's like the Jack Black that had the much bigger career outside of what he's known for, uh, as opposed to Nick Frost. But he's doing good. I think he does a lot more British stuff. I don't know if he's yeah. been in American movies near as much, but uh, yeah, how he's able to like know Edgar Wright, who's more successful than me. I will be in your movie only if this. Yeah. It's like, whatever, you're fucking like third tier on the movie anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tim Robbins is like, is there any wigs <laughs> yeah. involved? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you all got any characters with stupid hair? <laughs> I could use a sick wig. <laughs> My Howard the Duck wig is wearing out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, we, get there. Um, no wig in that. Uh, so anyway, he calls Janine. That we know of. Well, true. Uh, Janine is just the girlfriend that he recently split with. And she is uh, she's CSI, right? So they're at a house... <laughs> Where a double homicide had happened, and every single person in there is in like that full white clean suit yeah. with the face mask and the big goggles. So you can't tell the difference from one to the next. But she answers her phone and she's like, I told you we broke up. He's like, No, I know. I'm on, I'm on work right now. I know because I'm here. And she looks and he's like outside the window waving at her. And he's like, So what happened? And she goes, there was, there was a murder here. He's like, No. Or no, she goes, What happened? She's like, Well, you're too obsessed with work and I felt like you didn't have time for me or anything else outside of your job. He goes, no, I mean, I mean here. <laughs> oh, you know, double homicide, blah, blah, blah whatever. <laughs> Two people just lost control of each other and one was obsessive and he's like, wait, are we still talking about the crime scene? Or are you, <laughs> are you, are you talking shit on me? But then he's like, I got to come in I something, but I didn't want to say it over the phone. And then he realizes he's on the phone with her. So he goes inside, walks up and goes, they're transferring me out to the country, Janine. I'm not Janine. Oh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he can't turns around, Janine's behind him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell any of them apart. And that's played for a gag like a few times throughout this. Because, you know, as they're talking, she's like, there's something else I want to tell you. Let me guess. You're seeing someone else. 
Yes, actually. Is it is it Bob? Does Bob look like the type of guy I'd <laughs> Bob go, turns around and, and Bob like, turns oh. around and waves? <laughs> so it looks like the type of guy I'd go out. Well, no, it's Dave. And then another guy turns around and waves. And again, they all look exactly <laughs> the <laughs> same. <laughs> so does he look like the type of guy? No, it's this other one. It looks exactly the same. It's fucking great. But the Janine is Kate Blanchett. And another uncredited cameo. I recognize those eyes. Those eyes are, once you know it's Kate Blanchett, it's you watch, you're like, oh, that is absolutely yeah. Kate Blanchett. Uh, who I always thought was great, but I never saw her as, like, I guess really sexy. She's never, I guess she's never had to bank on, like, I'm an attractive young actor to try to get roles. I don't know. I never thought of it until that stupid Don't Look Up movie. Oh, yeah. Where Leo that wasn't start, a dumb movie. I like that movie. Where Leo starts hooking up with her, and she's like this super sex pot yeah. thing. And it was like almost the end of the movie. was like, holy fuck, that's Kate Blanchett. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I mean, she's beautiful. By, uh, she by, is. You know, but yeah, I guess. Um, anyway, so she likes Shaun of the Dead so much, she asked Edgar if she could have a part, but didn't want like a recognizable one so that she would didn't affect yeah so right, well, we're gonna have your face covered that's why she had the she didn't get a credit <laughs> she's not listed anywhere i mean she is now on imdb but she's not in the movie credits and you can't see her face ever well, at least it's not a paper bag it's true one it's step close as you can get <laughs> she's essentially wearing a paper like, bag oh god yeah i'll put you in the movie just get out of my office i can't hardly look at you you ugly person <laughs> yeah you are such an ugly person you and your American dentistry and straight oh, teeth. Straight teeth. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Perfectly lateral face. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the symmetry. That's what makes the people attractive. If the yeah. face is symm- symmetrical. symmetrical. Get Nick Frost in here. I got to clean these eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what then? Jog off. <laughs> Jog off. They're always saying, and I, I always forget that the English middle finger is the two fingers, like a peace sign almost. And so they do that all the time. And I just fucking, I love it. Just oh, jog off. It's fucking great all the time. I love so I wonder, it. Like, if you're, so you're hanging out in England or whatever, and you're like deuces and you throw up the deuces. Like, deuces. When you're leaving, I was like, like motherfucker. Who does this motherfucker think he yeah. is? I've Hi, always, who do you think you are, buff? I've heard it's because, you know, if they caught archers, they cut, those are the two fingers you use to pull the arrows back. But I thought so, that was the middle finger. So they cut those two fingers. Well, that's why in England it's, both fingers to say, haha, I still got my fingers. Like, it's a, it's a waving it in the, the opposing army's faces, like, I haven't been captured or I'm still dangerous or whatever. That's like giving the middle finger. I, know, I guess it's similar, you know, if you lose your middle finger, you're not pulling arrows back, but that's why they have two. And I have no idea if that's true or not. That's just what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've heard that too, actually. It could just be a. About the finger pulling. It could be a tall tale thing. like the ghost in Three Men and a Baby. What? <laughs> How, do I, do I How do we go, go from the middle to the two finger thing? <laughs> just just, go, just, just random tall tales, you know, yeah, like, uh, uh, like no, not, what not is tall that? tales. What, what are they called? What are they called? Folk tales, right? Folk tales. Folklore. Uh, urban, urban, legends. Urban, legends. urban legends. That's it. Yeah. No, there's a there was something on set, like a cardboard cutout or something. And it wasn't like the sky. You could see it through the window of what was like their apartment. It was obviously just a set on a soundstage, so it was like something you could see through the window in one scene, and so everybody thought there was a ghost on set, but it was just something that wasn't like obscured from the shot is all. Oh. That became, a, became an urban legend, much like Archers and Middle Fingers. So back to the movie. So now... <laughs> yep, exactly like that. Yeah. That's our quick lesson in folklore or yeah. urban and legends. Movie, movie folklore. So he starts traveling. All his only possessions are like enough to fit in a little suitcase and a what a, a rubber plant, 
Or oh, a, it's a it's a real plant. Well, it's probably not in the. It's probably well, but that, I mean, that's a type of plant. It was a rubber plant, not a fake. I don't mean it as a fake. I mean, wasn't it like a rubber plant? I no, thought they it was said? a Japanese paisley, right? Or water lily. Is that why he was buying a water lily later for Nick Frost? I'm pretty sure it's a Japanese paisley. Pace. I thought I heard at one point someone said something about a rubber plant. But anyway, so he has this plant, and he's like riding trains and and uh, catching cabs and everything, just always carrying around this awkward fucking plant. And there's a kind of a voiceover of a message he gets from the inspector in Sanford, like, hey, you know, we have a place for you, but it's not ready yet. So no, you're it's gonna, not ready yet. You're going to have to stay at this yet. hotel anyway. Um, so he gets to the hotel, and this lady's doing this cross, or the crossword puzzle as he's trying to check in. It was funny because he walks up. He's like, I'd like to check in. She goes, but you've been here the whole time. It's a Japanese peace lily. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> and he's like, wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were my husband. And so they're like a little nod, I guess, at The Shining or just like, I've been here the whole time. What the fuck? And then all of a sudden she goes, fascist. He's like, fascist. <laughs> what? She goes, oh, yeah, form a government by extreme For, uh, yeah. whatever. He goes, oh, it'd be fascism. Fascism. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank Ooh. you. Thank you. And then like... Back and forth about his room and how long you stay. And all of a sudden he goes, hag. Excuse me. Uh, 12 down. Angry old woman, something, something. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much. So I love the crossword confusion gags through all this. And then, so he gets his room um, and is bored. So he decides to go, I'm going down to the pub. And here we see Nick Frost just drunk as shit. Like the bar is holding him up. Um, We get the two owners. That's an older couple. And he asks for the paper, you know, because he wants to sit and have the, read the paper. Kind of get to know the town. Right. And they're like, ah, we don't much like that. They said she was 55. Yeah, and I'm actually 53. So immediately start complaining about the local newspaper. Um, so as he's drinking cranberry juice, because he doesn't drink alcohol at, at all. At a pub. At a pub drinking cranberry juice. He starts noticing everybody's pretty young. So then he decides, fuck it. He starts flashing his badge around. You, when's your birthday? February or 22nd of February. What year? Every year. Which <laughs> 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 is great. And then another one's like, when's your birthday? He's Ten, like, 10th of May, 1969. You're 37 years old? Yeah, get out. <laughs> he just goes around, kick it. You, when's your birthday? Uh, uh, out. Just fucking kicks everyone out. And then it's just him and a couple of dudes I'm, at the at Like the bar. him, drunk Nick Frost, and one other person. He's sitting there reading the paper with a cranberry juice. And they're like... The bartenders try to give them like, well, you know, it's better that they're here than now oh, they're yeah, right, causing right. trouble. Better, yeah, because at least we know we can watch them here. Same, same thing with your parents. Like, if you're going to drink, do it here. Yeah. That thing. And then, but also, this is the first time they say, you know, it's for the greater good. Greater good. Anytime greater anybody good. ever says greater good in this movie, it's always repeated. Every fucking time. Greater good. I Not to mention that they're that. making a shitload of money off of selling these kids beer. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's, you know, the law is the law. Doesn't, well, some of them might be a few months out, or a few months south of proper is what he says. <laughs> might be a few months of south of proper, but it's okay. But he kicks them all out, and then they're just sitting there like mean mugging him like, can we Would, get you more cranberry juice? Would you like no, I'm, cranberry? I'm fine, thanks. Because <laughs> it's an empty now bar. Now he's just quietly enjoying his newspaper. <laughs> With the fucking cranberry, cranberry juice. juice. Yeah. Cranberry of all fucking juices. Yeah. I, I just, god damn it, that fucking what year? Every year. <laughs> it's like the best fucking answer ever. Um, so now as he's leaving, he sees Nick Frost like going up to the car and he can't even get the keys in the fucking door. And like, oh, 
got like one eye half open. <laughs> you're not planning on driving, are you? I hope you're not you? planning on driving that. What? No, no. No, of course not. <laughs> so I go, like, okay, good. And he goes, and he's like at the main fountain, like in the middle of town, looking at the fountain, sees a plaque. It's like the, the committee that whatever. And we get all these names. And then he notices a bit of graffiti next to it. And as he's looking at that, he hears the car screech. Like the tires. Jumps out of the way barely in time before it slams into the fountain, right? Where he was just standing. So that's where he's like, okay, well, I'm taking you down to the station. Where is where it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then as he's walking a drunk-ass Nick Frost to the station, he passes all the kids that he just kicked out, like pissing on fences and just like yeah. public intoxication and urination. So then he ends up walking into the station with Nick Frost and like 20 kids. And there's the clerk there. He's like, oh, you must be the new guy. When, when did you start? New sergeant. Tomorrow. Oh. Well, I see you've already arrested the entire village. <laughs> Um, oh, proper village it was. Yeah, yeah. So then he's like, and Nick Frost's like, because uh, yeah, all right, you cell four is open, get on. <laughs> and so he walks off, and then Nick's like, I need to talk to him. He's like, well, he's not going to be any good tonight anyway. Fucking wait till tomorrow, dude. He's like, okay, you really want to arrest all these people? It's a fuckload of paperwork, and my pen's almost out. Don't worry. He pulls them out like he, instead of gun hose <laughs> yeah. holsters, he's got these two pens. Click, click. I've got my own. <laughs> we get so the first of very many, many, many paperwork montages in this movie um so next morning is out for his jog and everybody's saying hello the whole town there morning morning sergeant morning morning sergeant sergeant. and he's like okay all right and everything is like the picturesque beautiful little village you know like people out there sweeping off the the front stoop of their businesses or hanging their plants back up and just going about their day in, in the perfect little utopia that this village is. So that one dude starts running well, with Yeah, him. but also, I got a good music drop here. We get the song The Village Green Preservation Society by The Kinks. Nice. I like that The Kinks started, you know, they had You Really Got Me and All Day and All the Night. Had, were like a, a, a rock band in the 60s. Then end of 60s into 70s, they became like just a weird 70s rock band with like Lola and stuff and a whole thing about village green preservation society, which is very much a commentary on the appearance of like perfection, everything this movie's about. Um, and they, I don't know, got really tongue in cheek and kind of snarky while being almost cartoonish in their I don't know. I fucking love that air of the King. So I think it's fucking great. <laughs> so I really appreciated this, this music drop, but here's where Timothy Dalton fucking James Bond himself comes running up. Like at, he's just jogging along and all of a sudden, I don't know. He goes, well, you've got to arrest He's me. He's like, you got to lock me up. Yeah, yeah, lock me I'm up. I'm a slasher and I can't be stopped. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> was he like, of, oh, of slasher of prices? prices. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a commercial. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> My name's Simon Skinner. Uh, I was a president in Springfield for a while. Or, or principal, I mean. Principal. principal. Skinner. Principal Skinner. Oh. Ah, there it is. No, anyway, he's like, no, but seriously, I just run the local supermarket. Come by and see me sometime. Bye. And then takes off because he's <laughs> running prices are criminal. <laughs> the prices are criminal. Yeah, that, that whole bit was, that was pretty yeah. good. So he finally gets to work, and he comes in and sees that same desk clerk. Also, Look- did you notice that he was jogging with a fucking polo? Oh, yeah. And it was a polo that was buttoned all the way up to the top button. It don't very- cost much more to go first class. <laughs> I mean, he he he. I, I was just listening to it. was listening to that Netflix is a daily joke thing, and uh, it was all about hey, every time you leave the house, you've got to be ready because what if you come across the love of your life 
and they don't know secretly that you're funny and you have a great personality and you do butt stuff. If they if they can't get if they can't get past your ugly appearance, if they can't get past so. I think it was Nikki Glazier was saying it. She's like, so anytime I don't feel like doing makeup, I just wear my I do anal t-shirt. So they know. They know right <laughs> up front. They know right up front. It's but she's like, up. if I don't do makeup, I look like fucking Beethoven. Or I look like a dude if I don't have makeup on. So what if my, my soulmate sees me? He's like, oh, God. So I always. Yeah, anyway. You gotta, you've got to always be dressed for success. <laughs> even if you're jogging. Jesus, I need to take some lessons. Yeah, it's a very important. So when he gets to work, the desk clerk, the same one from last night, obviously looking frazzled because he's. You work overnights. You look a little rougher wear for a second. Oh in the morning. hell yeah! Because you're work, about done. Yeah, I used to work overnights for a couple of years. Jesus Christ! There's a reason people think when you when you work midnights like at a gas station, <laughs> that people are like getting up for work in the morning because you're just about at the end of your shift. They think you're the weirdest motherfucker <laughs> yeah. on the planet. They, but you're they, like, you're just like, I just battled. Fucking all night just to fucking make your coffee. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it, it puts you in a weird head spot to work overnights for sure. <laughs> yes, it does. It, it just fucks up your whole schedule too. Like it fucks up it, your, it your rhythm everything. and everything. Yeah, so he's super frazzled. He's like, okay, how about our friend? What? The inebriate in cell four. I don't know. Nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. And he goes and looks into cell four and it's empty. And so, like, open this door. Yeah, open, open up, door. open up cell four, please. And he's looking. He's like, "What the? F- where is he?" And all of a sudden, Nick Frost walks up. Where's who? <laughs> Why are you dressed like a police officer? Because I, I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I am a police officer. Yeah. So uh, he is Danny Butterman. And then immediately after we meet him, the inspector comes up. Is Frank Butterman, his dad? So he's oh, there right. because yeah, yeah, yeah. his dad is the inspector. Um. Oh, also, when he first shows up and the, the front desk guy is super crabby as opposed to the night before when he was all nice and helpful, he's like, would you mind telling the inspector I'm here? No. Okay, why not? Because he ain't in yet. <laughs> like, oh, I thought you were just being an asshole, but probably could have delivered that news nicer. <laughs> Don't take that tone with me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dial that down. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Inspector Frank Butterman comes up. And so we get a nice quick tour. Here's the locker room, the riot room, which is, uh, you know, all of their helmets and their shields and their gear, but it's all covered in dust because nothing ever happens. And there's a, was that a porcupine or something crawling along or a, a large rodent or something yeah. like some animals just hanging out and they're crawling around on their riot gear because it never it, gets yeah. used. Yeah. Um, evidence room, completely empty. How about a trip to the Andes? And it's the, they're detectives, these two complete assholes Andy I didn't write their last name but I bet you wonder why we call them the Andes because the two blokes named Andy oh you are quick aren't you all right (laughs) pretty pretty obvious yeah um oh and then what Nick Frost says something about yeah and talking to him is kind of like an uphill battle isn't it dad and all of a sudden he gets hit in the head with a trash can (laughs) they just fucking launch a trash can at him it's like oh fuck jog on gives him the first the the first like, two fingers. Not, not middle finger, yeah, two finger thing. Juggle yeah. on. Yeah. Palm, palm towards you, two fingers. Yeah, up. Two I was finger. trying to read about the origin of it, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. So, um, so then we get to the bullpen. We, we meet the, the rest of the, the police force. Uh, character intro here, fucking brilliant. I, I love Edgar Wright, but first one we meet is Sergeant Tony Fisher. And Sergeant Tony Fisher looks up, and he looks super confused, and behind him is a whiteboard with all these words written on it. And the words are 
Inefficient, rude, disloyal, indecisive, noncommittal, late, lack of leadership, unfit. So obviously describing the character, but it's like something they were writing on the whiteboard for a case they're working on or something, <laughs> but it was right behind his head, so it's very much describing this describing person. <laughs> um, then we meet Bob Walker. Bob Walker only just... <laughs> He's the, the, the like UK the version of Boomhauer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. And then he's got a, his dog that is with him all the time. Um, and then we meet Doris Thatcher. And Doris is the only woman, and her character's named Doris because, <laughs> according to IMDb Trivia... Before equality in the UK police force, I'm like, oh, there's just a day they're like, okay, equality now or something. But <laughs> like before equality in the UK police force, all female cops were just called Doris, regardless of their name. It was just all Doris. Hmm. Doris. Like you don't even have your own name anymore. You're just fucking Doris. Or it's almost like a derogatory, like an old, oh, old wooden ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are they different from the meter maids? Because that one was named Maggie. Maggie meter maid? You wasn't named him that or wasn't that's it Rita? Thing. Oh, shit, it was Rita. Why did I say Maggie? Oh, Maggie's Farm, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob Dylan instead of the Beatles. Let's see how yeah. you confuse the two. I got, I got all <laughs> twisted. I got all <laughs> twisted and turned upside down. So anyway, uh, Doris. So she's super suggestive. Everything said to her or that she says is incredibly sexual in some way. Um, she's, but they even made a comment like she's been around the apartment. The, the yeah, she's like, the, if you need to, the tour, I've been around the, I've been around the office a few times, yes. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. she reminds me of. She reminds me of the, uh, I forget her name, but from Workaholics. When it was one of the uh, the lady colleagues that they had, not the boss. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Which either, everything yeah, she said was just kind of like show, an window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so now he goes, "What's upstairs?" So we get upstairs. It's the NWA, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, NWA!" <laughs> no, it's Neighborhood Watch Alliance, and it's this old man, Tom, <laughs> which is what the NWA came from. That's the yeah, definitely, definitely yeah, Neighborhood Watch straight Alliance. out of Compton because that's what they watched over. Yeah, and right. Everybody knows that. Yeah, everybody does know that. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. That's definitely what it stood for. NWA definitely, absolutely, the rap group stood for Neighborhood Watch Alliance. I mean, they, they were they a would, Neighborhood Watch they Alliance. They would get up there and say, disagree with the police, disagree with the police. <laughs> yes. Or work together. Or yeah. work together. <laughs> Towards a common goal. Towards a common, <laughs> common The greater good. Greater. All cops are villains. Cops are your brothers and they're here to protect you. That was definitely their message. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, this old man, Tom, just sits up there and they've, you know, got cameras all around town and he just watches everything that goes on in town everywhere all the time. Like, just, big, like big brother. Yeah. And decides what's right and what's wrong and what he doesn't like. So there are these kids that go around wearing hoods. and You got to do something about these hoodies. All these hoodies. And then also the living statue. <laughs> Is this where? Oh, yeah, no, because there was a line when he first met the the inspector or whatever is like it's kind of a serious conversation they were having right he's like but he had but he had one thing that you haven't got oh yeah <laughs> he's like, oh yeah what's well, that angel says what's that a great big bushy beard <laughs> like, it was so weird You're yeah like, what? <laughs> that guy that guy kind of intense oh yeah and then why is everybody eating cake yeah. oh that's for uh danny's little indiscretion i think drunk driving is more than a minor indiscretion oh no 
The cake is because he lost his police helmet the other week. This will require something a bit more severe. I should hope so. Do you like ice cream? <laughs> Let's just say there'll be no shortage of Rocky Road for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny's like, oh, God. Like, he's like, damn it. <laughs> I think he plays this a lot like Chris Farley. I feel like he's doing a lot of Chris Farley-esque you think stuff. So? In yeah. the, especially when he's reacting to this news that he's going to have to buy ice cream. He's like, oh. Oh, like the, yeah. the little head jerks and stuff. He's being very Chris Farley oh, in a yeah, lot of this. You're right, yeah. yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to over go over that part. But then this guy, he said, "If we don't come down on these clowns, we'll be up to our balls and jugglers before we know <laughs> <Yeah>. it." Because <laughs> then they, yeah, there's like a chant throughout, uh, like crispy ju- or something jugglers, something jugglers. That's like a derogatory term they're throwing around a lot. Yeah, we'll be up to our balls and jugglers. So, um, now. They're all out to eat lunch, and of course, everybody drinks all the time except Angel. So they're even at lunch on the clock, and they're at a pub drinking, and you know, like you do, like you do, and they're you know <laughs> yeah. everybody. I mean, every, it's fucking England, man. Everybody in town, everybody here carries a gun. Nothing, that's why nothing ever happens. We've all got guns. Everybody, everybody and their, everybody and their every, mother. Everybody yeah. and their mother has guns. Oh yeah, like who? Farmers. Who else? Farmers' mums. <laughs> fucking hilarious. But he's talking about, have you ever been stabbed? Well, I have. And and Danny's just like, oh. <laughs> Every time Angel talks about something he did for, you know, any police stuff he did in London. Because Danny's whole life, all he does is he's action movies. So anything that happens, he's like, oh, my God, have you ever shot somebody? And he doesn't want to talk about it. But the end, he's like, hey, he shot a guy with a Kurishnikov. What'd you get at? No, the the perpetrator had the Chris. What'd he get it then? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what is what was what was it like being stabbed? It was the single most painful thing I've ever dealt with in my life. What, what was the second? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever leap through the edge firing two guns at the same time? <laughs> Whilst firing two guns at the same time. No. Did you ever leap through the air while firing one gun? No. <laughs> Have you ever been in a high speed chase? Yes. What was that like? God damn it, dude. <laughs> you ever fired your in the air and gone, oh. Yeah. Have you seen Point Break? No. What? I, we have to get there because that's yeah. after the gate no. thing. To be completely <laughs> fair, I would be that guy too. Be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, have you ever done but that? He's not a cop that? because he wants anything to do with being a cop. He's just because his dad is a cop and, you know, he's like, I think my, well, we get to that eventually. But yeah, he's just like, I want it to be like the cop movies. Like the action movies, yeah. Yeah. And I, oh, it's so great. You ever, you ever done this? You ever done that? Oh my God, what's that like? So, walking the beat, you know, they're out there doing their patrol. And this is where he's asking all these questions. You ever fired two guns in the air? Have you ever done this? Um, now, uh, where is it? This, this is where he's first like, there's always something going on. You've got to try to look deeper. Like, what's this guy's story? And it's this old man with this huge, like, it's like a down winter jacket, but it's yeah. a trench coat version. It's like a version. puppy jacket duster or something. Yeah. He's yeah. like, why? It can't be cold right now. What's that all about? It's like, I don't know. He's weird. What about this guy? Why is he walking with his hat so low? Because he's fuck ugly. <laughs> why doesn't he want us to see his face? Yeah, because he's fuck ugly. Because <laughs> he's fuck ugly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about this weird guy? Oh, that that's just Lurch. <laughs> he lives up the road with his mom and sister. Are they as big as he is? Same person. <laughs> Yeah, I, got, I got that. Note. Yeah. <laughs> I made the same note. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same person. Same person. <laughs> so, so he's got a mind like a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now he goes and he meets up with the, the NWA, right? Uh, old man Tom is still ranting about that living statue. We meet our, t- our reporter, the local reporter, Tim Messenger. Uh, I also like everybody's last name kind of ties in with what they do. Messenger's the reporter, the guy who made his money by selling what I forget what he said he sold, but is Mr. Merchant who owns the mansion on the hill that they get mad oh, about. Oh, refrigerators or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's refrigerator coolers. Or and his, and his, last, so his last yeah. name's Merchant, so they all yeah. have like kind of fun last names with that. But um, so Tim Messenger kind of talks to him a bit, and then the next morning on the paper, his last name is misspelled as Angle. So now as he's running through, everybody's like, oh, morning, Angle. Sergeant Angle. Hey, Angle. And he's like, oh, fuck this. God damn it. <laughs> um, and he's sitting there at the at the precinct. Or I, I, did they call it precinct there? I imagine they would. Right? That, yeah, I don't know. The station. The station. And uh, he gets a phone call. It's like, my swan got out. Oh, yeah? Yeah? And who, and who is this? My name is, what, Philip something Staker. P I stake a piss taker. All right, piss off then. And then it cuts to, I'm so sorry, Mr. Taker. I'm so sorry. So, what does it look like? It's white with a bit of kind of black on his face and an orange beak. And what else? Well, it's a swan. And I love all the stuff about like. Yeah, it's just a swan. No, they're quite vicious. You know, they'll break. They can break your arm, <laughs> and like a whole lot of talk about how vicious and mean swans can be. No, they really can be. Also, ducks. Fuck them. But yeah, yeah. we'll say that for next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week. <laughs> so <laughs> they're and, not even real. No, they're not. <laughs> Fuck birds. Um, so now, uh, you know, he, they're just sitting around bored, and Danny's things always like, "You want anything from the shop?" And he's always sitting there eating the Cornettos, eating those yeah. little ice cream treats, you know. We were just at the shop. Maybe I'm in a different shop. <laughs> and so this, I guess this is where he goes through all the people. Why has this guy got the coat? Why is he fuck ugly? What's, about, what's this about Lurch? Right, and right, right, all right, that? yeah. And so then he's like. Because then it's like, he's like, they're the same. He's like, uh, what shop is that? And then he's like, all right, what shop are you thinking of? There really is fucking nothing here. <laughs> so they end up at the supermarket, Skinner Supermarket, right? And, uh. Simon gets on the PA system and calls Sergeant Angel back to the manager's office. And uh, this is where Lurch is there because he works at the supermarket. And all he ever says, Yarp. Did you finish unloading the truck? Yarp. Yarp. Everything's put away? Yarp. Yarp. Okay. Um, So while he's talking, I would be less concerned about me because Skinner's like, I saw you on my wonderful security camera here. It's like, well, I would be less worried about watching me and worry more about that guy. And we see this dude, like, park on the the little striped section that's usually right next to the handicap stalls. Yeah. To give him a buffer. He parks, like, directly on that. And then starts walking. Oh, yeah, that's Mr. Merchant. He made all of his money off refrigerators and built that eyesore of a mansion up there on the hill. No, I didn't mean that. I mean this. And then you see a kid, like, stuffing all the stuff up under his jacket and shoplifting. Oh, that. So then, you know, he takes off and we're chasing this kid through the entire town. And the whole town has walkie-talkies. Yeah, it's all the NWA. It's that damn NWA, <laughs> just making sure everybody's safe. But every time we're like, oh, Angel's on foot pursuit. Well, we're doing this. You know, and they're, they're, the whole town talks to each other is running around. 
And this is where all three of these movies, again, in this trilogy, have the fence hopping gag. Where they, you know, we're sitting here and all everybody's back here and they have the fence that's, I don't know, what, three, maybe four feet tall? Yeah, it's about your normal backyard fence or whatever. Well, I, it's a short one. I mean, it's not the, the, the tall, like, full-on divider fence. Well, not like a privacy yeah. fence, but yeah. it's like a one of the three or four feet yeah. chain link And so, you, you know, have. he runs and is like, puts his hands on it, swings his legs, and just like... Yeah, he, he agilely like leaping over like all one these hand fences. on the fence top, hops over. Other yeah. hand, like going left, right, left, right, and then on the last one, he just jumps and does like a freaking triple flip over. Yeah, <laughs> and so then Danny's Danny's like, like oh! okay, and he just runs and doesn't even try to jump, just like bull crashes straight through the <laughs> yeah, fence and like, falls like, over. Before. Yeah, just falls it, <laughs> <laughs> and then gets up like does himself off. Nobody, Very farlyish. Yeah. Nobody saw that. Nobody saw, <laughs> and gets to the second one like slowly, awkwardly, like climbs up it, falls over the other falls, side. <laughs> it's just. And I think this same gag happens in all three of these fucking movies, or something with the fence hopping. Like one's awesome, one fucks it up. Like at my work, I've jumped. We've got to get in a lot of yards and stuff, so I've jumped a lot of fences. And like usually, I'll do like what I put my hands on the top of it and just kind of jump over with just my like legs. Push but it, I knew yeah. a great big guy that he would come up and like he would like run up and like put his shoulder and like roll over him. And like it would, and it, but he did, he was pretty what? agile with it. But yeah, he like just kind of put his shoulder on it and like roll over the fence and then <laughs> and then land on his feet on the other side. And then he got to the next one. <laughs> that's pretty. That's impressive. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just remember. What, I don't. I don't even remember the house, but it was a group of us in like elementary school, maybe junior high, and we were like climbing this fence to go play in this backyard. And there was this kid, Josh Herman. I fucking hated him. I probably <laughs> still you, do. Josh. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a long time because I fucking hate this kid. But he Unless was like, listener, and then he was slowly climbing over the fence, and I did this. Like I put my feet on it and swung my legs over. I mean, not uh, I was like climbing over, but one of my legs like swung and kicked him. <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck?" So I stopped and like, I, I, he didn't say. He just was like, "What the hell?" or something. And so I stopped and swung my legs back and kicked him, and again. Kicked him again. And he's like, "You just kicked me in the face." And I was like, "Oh, that was it." And I swung back a third time to hit him. So it was like three kicks to the face, and he's just sitting like half on the fence. He's like, dude, dude. You better call him apologizer. <laughs> right now, he's the he's the Bushimi with I the know, list. Right? <laughs> I just was like, oh, shit, what happened? And kicked him a second time. Oh, that was it. Fuck you. And kicked again. And like went off the face. Hey, I'm real sorry, Josh, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He crosses your name off the list, puts some lipstick on, and listens <laughs> to some music. It's going to save me from <laughs> Eric or whatever at the end of it. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I have no idea anything else about that entire day, what house we were at, why we were trying to get in the backyard. All I remember about that whole thing was repeatedly kicking Josh Harmon in the face. <laughs> and it's a wonderful memory. So, anyway... He does finally chase this kid down. Well, the kid's almost to get away, and he, like, gets a spray paint can from somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, just fucking football chucks it and hits the kid in the head and knocks him over, and then he real, real, him. Real uh, uh, Crocodile Dundee mm, I have situation never, there. I've never yeah. seen Crocodile Dundee. Man, those... That's a those, can of corn. Can those of corn, two were yeah. really good. Yeah. I, I like the Dundee movies, but then I saw Dundee in Los Angeles that... The I've movie they the made like 20, yeah. 20 years. It sucks. One and two were good. I liked they, one. They and were two, a lot of yeah, fun, but I, I hadn't seen any past because yeah. I had a feeling I wouldn't. <laughs> they looked horrible. Yeah, yeah. Those uh, was it just Dundee and then Dundee. Oh, when I was a kid, I thought Crocodile Dundee or, was the freaking. I wanted it was to just be Dundee two, right? They didn't give it a fun name. It was just Dundee and Dundee two. Yeah, right? I think it was just Dundee two. And the second one's where they go back to Australia and they're on his turf. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway, I can't believe those were in the rewatch. I've never even thought about trying to own those. But I they haven't are, seen either. They are a lot of fun. They're good movies. Yeah. Um, I just remember at the end of the first one where they have to crawl across all the people like on a packed subway uh, 
landing. Oh, or, and he's like stepping on their heads. And because, you know, he's like getting ready to leave. But she's like, no, I really do love him. And she comes down. She's at one end of the fucking platform and he's at the other. And for some, because, you know, it's just like in the Spider-Man movies when the entirety of New York's like, yeah, we're going to band together and help this. And so they all like compact in and then him, Dundee and this woman get on and just like walk across the people's shoulders to get to each other and have the meet cute. That is so unlike New York. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But Dundee's like in his I, time in New York, he met everybody in New York and befriended them all. They're basically. all like, this Australian man's the greatest thing that's ever existed. Yeah. And they're probably right. Except the guy that he ruined his cocaine. Well, yeah, yeah, that did what you yeah, happened. <laughs> anyway, all right, back to back to hot fuzz. <laughs> it's uh, also hot, where we got the finger banging, finger banging water finger buffalo, blast finger, blow, blow, <laughs> finger blast a <laughs> water buffalo that we talked about in first blood. Yeah, yeah. that's a, he was the one who would like finger blast a water water buffalo and put it to sleep. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, <laughs> that still needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough motherfucker. Um, so they're sitting there, you know, doing the speed check, the speed trap thing, right? And Danny's like. If you had point break, you know, at the end of it, when he almost, because he's still reeling about the fence gag. Like, how'd you just jump over the fence? There was a cool fence thing in point break. Never saw. You ain't seen point break. <laughs> no. Well, there's a great moment where Keanu Reeves is chasing Patrick Swayze and they hop all these fences and then he's about to shoot him, but he can't because he loves him so much. And said, he shoots up in the air and goes, ah. <laughs> Do you ever shoot your gun in the air and go, ah? No, I've never shot my gun in the air and went, ah. <laughs> Don't ever do that, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Those yeah bullets don't got, shoot guns Those bullets got to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. What goes up has to come down. And believe me, when they come down, they come back down with just enough velocity to do some damage. <laughs> You're weird, all right. He's saying, he's saying this like he's, one, like he's done it before and been hit by a bullet. But two, he's pulling his own beard. Yeah. It's really awkward. It's a great big bushy beard. <laughs> it's a... Uh, uh, I can hear it in the Trust me, those bullets come down with enough velocity to pull your beard. (laughs) There's there's things in life that you just gotta move on from. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely one. Yeah. All right. So anyway, after the fire the guns, ah, there is a speeder, and we get what fucking cracked me up the first time I saw it all the way to this is probably the fifth or sixth time I've seen this movie and still cracks me up the absolute shortest high speed chase in cinematic history (laughs) and it will be physically impossible for this record to ever be beat (laughs) because the car flashes by he goes hit it turn on siren blinker car pulls over cop stops (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's That's exactly it pretty much it (laughs) <laughs> I love it so much. So he walks up. I had a pretty short one once. Did I, I haven't talked about like when I got pulled over. Is after a tornado and I was working. It was the middle of the night and we'd been working like all day and Out through most Texas of the night. No, this was in Kansas. In, in Kansas. So the tornado went through and it's dark and stuff. And I'm in the work truck though, and I got the light flashies and stuff on. And I'm 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 the foreman or the general foreman. So I'm going to 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 look at the damage so I can tell the crews where to go. And all of a sudden, like this freaking police car just whips in behind me, lights flashing, like pulling me over. And I was already up for a long time. I was pissed off. I was tired. So as soon as that cop like flew up behind me with his lights on, I slammed my brakes on, and that dude had to take the ditch to see so he wouldn't rear end me. <laughs> brake checked him. Brake checked him. <laughs> and he come around, and he was mad, and I was mad. Yeah. And he goes, "What are you doing here? You looting?" I was like, "I'm in a fucking utility truck, dumbass. Does it look like I'm looting? I'm trying to get the power back on." And he goes. Looks at the truck, he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Got back in his car. <laughs> you legit tell him, dumbass. Nah, 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 <laughs> sick. I was fucking pissed. <laughs> I'm in a utility truck, dumbass. 
great. There you go, listeners. Get a utility truck. Do whatever you want. <laughs> oh yeah, if you're drunk, put the put the spotlight on the lines overhead and drive real slow home. They'll never fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get the light back on. Damn it. Uh, so in this car is Martin Blower and Eve Draper. Now, how those last names apply to what they do, I don't understand. <laughs> but blowing and draping. That's right. Is that a them that know song? Blowing, <laughs> blowing and, draping. and draping. I know we have building and breaking, but it sounds like it. <laughs> so um, they're late for dress rehearsal. They are the leads in the local production of Romeo and Juliet. And the whole time, Angel's just writing. He got his little notepad just writing. And, you know... Uh, Blower just keeps talking, you know, well, running late, I'm uh, the, the title role, well, the Romeo, obviously, not Juliet, <laughs> you know, anyway, so if we could just move this along and we could get a dress rehearsal, what are you writing? Everything you're saying. What? Why were you doing that? Why, why would you do that? I'm just trying to tell you why I might have been going a little bit. <clears throat> you're late for dress rehearsal because you're the leads in the local production and like repeats it all back to him. like, and this makes you think it's okay to do 48 and 30? Uh, speed limit set to protect the lives of the people living in this neighborhood. This, this, this seems right to you. It's like, what? Just stop writing. Stop writing. I mean, I mean it. <laughs> Fine. Okay. You're right. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I'm sorry. And like completely breaks him down. And it doesn't show if he gives him a ticket or anything. It's just then after he, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were right. I fucked up. And then it cuts to them get back in the police car. You see what I did there? Yeah, you hypnotized him. <laughs> no, I just use this. It's the most important tool you can have. I the suggest. Pen? I suggest no the the notepad. The notepad. I suggest you use use yours more. I do use mine. Let me see. It's this flip book of a cop like blowing a guy to pieces. <laughs> you should see what's on the other side, mate. Use <laughs> this notepad to make flip cartoons. <laughs> Like in Lebowski, when he takes a phone call oh, and he yeah. leaves in the yeah. Lebowski, yeah. Goes over <laughs> and the it. big dick. It's just a penis. <laughs> a guy with a huge penis. Was that Treehorn? Was it was Jackie, yeah, Jackie, Jackie Treehorn? Hell of a Caucasian, Jackie. <laughs> Passes out. Yeah. You make a hell of a Caucasian. So after that, they get back to the police station. They're like, oh, Martin Blower gave you two tickets to the production as a uh, thank you for protecting the community or whatever. It's like, well, we can't accept anything from anyone we've. I forget the Publicly word rebuked. Yeah, yeah, rebuked, that's it. And so he tears him up, and Danny's like, oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> but then Father Butterman, the inspector, comes out and is like, hey, just as the service go there, you know, it has two more tickets. Like, you'd better go and watch the production. You know, you get, show face, show we're part of, the, part of the community, you know. Fuck. Right, because Danny was also asking him, like, Hey, you want to do something tonight or whatever? And yeah. he's like, oh, i got to water my plant. <laughs> and then <laughs> he threw the tickets up, and they're like, oh, nope, now you're doing this. Now you're going this anyway. Like, oh, sweet, we go to this together. And then they get there, and Blower's like, oh, you accepted my invitation. And Danny Sepson's like, we can't accept gifts from someone we've properly rebuked, so <laughs> jog off and does the old two-finger thing. <laughs> jog off. He's like, yeah, we were told, our inspector asked us to come for public appearances. I want to make very clear that this is not your tickets, nor your invitation, nor accepting any kind of bribe or thank you from, you know, got to be very by the book on everything. So we get to, of course, we just cut to the end of the play, the the old double suicide. I'm drinking poison because I thought you were dead, but you weren't actually dead. But then you wake up and see that I'm dead. So you try to kiss the poison away and, and then shoot yourself because that. Guns existed. So, yeah, Apparently, this like, is the Leo DiCaprio yeah, version. Yeah, they're redoing the Romeo and Juliet <laughs> Romeo of the and Leo Juliet. DiCaprio. 
and then they all come out like, yeah. Draw your sword, then. Like, I get, I get Leo's part in that because Claire Danes. I mean, come on, it's Claire Danes. You'd be like, oh fuck, I lost Claire Danes. Yeah, I'm killing myself. But for her to be like, yeah, I. If she, you know, she comes back too and sees Leo killed himself. I'm like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah he's a good looking dude, but. I don't know, though. I'd also be like, damn, I lost Claire Dane. She's a hottie, but I'm also Leonardo DiCaprio, so I'm just going to get someone else. I'll be fine. That's right. She was almost 25, so yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> done anyway. <laughs> she was getting up there in years. <laughs> I'd trade around for a younger model. Expiration date. Watch the Disney Channel, see who's next. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got my eye on that Selena Gomez. <laughs> That's terrible. I know. Uh, she would probably at eight at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so I love that after that... The well, the the acting is terrible. Like they are overacting badly, you know. And then as soon as the she shoots herself, like these this glitter comes down from the ceiling, and everybody gets does a, like a show chorus version of "Love Fool" by yeah. the Cardigans. Cardigans. Love me, love me, say that you love me, fool. And it's like, what? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is, is yeah. Hilarious. You come in expecting one thing, and it's a whole different thing. Like, <laughs> and I think it's been so long since I've seen the movie, I kind of forgot that part. And then the you're like, ah, <laughs> so great. <laughs> but it's funny because she like when she kisses him to try to get some of the poison off of his lips, he like she does a quick peck, and then he leans up and kisses her back, and then they like make out a bit. And it's like that's <laughs> pretty fucking weird. That looks like it tastes good. <laughs> yeah. So then afterwards, you know, they're at the not at the pub. I don't think. I think they're just at the bar at the theater. Yeah, they're like after after show. Right after the show, kind of hang out. And he's like, yeah, well, they're obviously having an affair. How do you know that? Well, because we just sat through three hours of the worst excuse for acting I've ever seen. And that kiss at the end was the only believable bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, she has a very distinctive laugh. She has like some awful like... <laughs> Like a fucking clown. Awkward laugh. Yeah, real hot And uh, so Skinner says something like, she works for the property leasing management company, and she knows more about this town than anybody. I bet if we busted that head open, all sorts of secrets would fall out. Yeah, real weird. But he's got a real Uh, weird. (laughs) Everything's about killing people or beheading the people that shop at the supermarket Uh, or whatever. Laura was, well, in and out. I mean, she was doing stuff, but every once in a while she'd sit down and watch a bit of it. And so... As we get to the end, closer to the ending, she's always like, how is he? Because she, I mean, and the movie builds it up very much so that you suspect Skinner the entire time. The first thing he says is, lock me up, I'm a slasher. Right. And so it's always like, oh, but I'm kidding. But everything he says, all of his lines, all of his dialogue are like very, uh, but are you though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like the white, it's like the, it's. I don't want to say it because it's like the, those podcasting shows where they're like, yeah, so we should, you know, kill all the minorities or whatever. Just kidding. <laughs> it's like, no, it's all a dog whistle. <laughs> yeah. No. There is one part where he talks about how he likes older men. We hadn't got to that part, right? Oh, yeah. She has. Oh, yeah. She. Uh, I tried to. I had such a crush on her in, back in primary school, but she wouldn't pay me any minds. Like, well, I think she has a thing for older men. Oh, that's right. Now that I think about it. Yeah. yeah go for it. No. Marcus Carton's older br- brother said he fingered her at the duck pond. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Mark, Mark, I had to rewind Old, it like four older times brother fingered to her try at the to duck get pond. The, the name. It's like Marcus Carton's older brother said he fingered her at the duck pond. Because they bring it up again later, and hopefully yeah. I remember when we get to it. Yeah, yeah but that, that, there's like one, a, a little word insert that is fucking hilarious later just because of that. Um, 
So now they leave, and as soon as they leave, you see this hooded figure standing there creepily in the background. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, nothing. I got to get you some beard oil, buddy. You, something's going on with your beard. No, yeah. I have beard oil. I, I have beard oil. You're rubbing it on everything like you're, it's got an anal gland in there that needs expressed. <laughs> it needs to be expressed. No, I just, I don't know. I, uh, I fidget a lot. <laughs> All right. So we get this hooded figure. Now, uh, Blower and Draper in the dressing room, like getting some champagne and getting ready to have sexy, sexy time. And all of a sudden, the hooded figure comes in, axe, blood splattering, you know, axes him to death, and then stages it as an accident. So then the next morning, or there's a call where it's like, What do you mean decaffeinated? And then you see heads on the highway, you're like, Ah, decapitated. Oh, decapitated. Okay, right. yeah. But the old uh, Tim Messenger always fucks words up. So he said decaffeinated, so decapitated. But um, so now, like the car was off off the road, kind of in the in the shrubs, and there was blood streaks down the back of it. Heads sitting nicely on the highway. Yeah, just laid out there, like for yeah. presentation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nicely. And then it was like, okay, so they spun off the road and had an accident. But at no point they there wasn't like a sign. What? What was supposed to have knocked their heads off? There was off? like a sign there. Was like there if a they sign had there? sailed right under it, then yeah, but yeah. There was a sign there. I remember it going to okay. the sign and then past it was where the car was at. But so they're sitting there looking at it and Angel's like, I don't I don't really believe that this I don't know. I don't know that I believe what we're being told here. And during the Skinner comes driving by and he has Romeo and Juliet, the song Romeo and Juliet by the Dire Straits playing. Because nice. they just played yeah, Romeo and Juliet, right? Romeo and Juliet, yeah. So he always shows up at these scenes with an appropriate song. So that's another thing of like, maybe you are the motherfucker doing all this, right? And he knew who they were, right? Oh, yeah, he yeah, knew he, who the victims yeah. were without... He's yeah, like, well, you know like, what they know? say, word travel... Or you know how it is in these towns, word travels fast. Bad gas travels fast. That's what they say in Letter Kenny all the time. Oh, bad gas travels bad fast? Bad gas travels fast. Mm. Bad gas travels fast. So th- then he's this. Uh, he talks about. I, I don't think it was an accident, or a col- or you can't say accident because accident implies that there's no one to blame. Right. It's a. So now it's a collision. Collision. Yeah. A traffic, traffic collision, collision, not an accident. Um, but it it's can't great because everything he says, Danny is like just takes to heart, and then that's how he says it from there on out. Like he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes. He is of clay to be And that born. was another thing Laura pointed I was like, oh, he's correcting himself. Like, yeah, he idolizes this guy. Because yeah. this guy is, in real life, what he's been loving in well, movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but he's like, I don't think it was because there's no... Be- or, why don't you... Why, what makes you so sure or whatever? How, what's your proof? Or why do you think that it wasn't an accident? He goes, skid marks! Okay, now who's being childish? <laughs> <laughs> no, there were no skid marks at the scene. You're... T- I'm supposed to believe that in the 300 yards, at no point did Martin Blower apply the brakes to try to spare his own life or anything? Sometimes, Nothing? Sometimes no, man. I mean, I guess you passed out or otherwise. Yeah, but if it, uh, otherwise distracted. If it careened okay. off the road, there would still be something. It would, like, Blower's it would, blowing. Blower's blowing. Getting Draper's blown, draping. Yeah, whatever Draper, you're going to do. Draper's draping. draping. But yeah, no, you'd think there would be something. And, and if yeah. she was, if she was doing something like that, then her she was. Her head, her head would not. Have, yeah, <laughs> the car was fine. It's just yeah. their heads were gone. <laughs> yeah, like there was really no nothing on the car other than yeah. the blood that they had. Yeah. Run along to make it look like the heads rolled, but yeah, it was like very, very obviously staged. Um, and so we get another call. 
and like, all right, well, let's, let's go see what this is. And they bring Bob and the dog. It's like, what do we need the dog for? It's not the dog that we need. <laughs> and we get there. It's this old, old man. <laughs> and then we cut to Bob. And then Danny's. Well, you know, I haven't seen him since yesterday. So they have like a three-stage translation yeah, it's process. Through, which, as a person that's worked in like the bayous of Louisiana and shit, I understand this. Like, <laughs> I, I have been, I have talked to people that come out like, oh, yeah, I'm, how long? Huh? I'm like, oh, 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 could you repeat that slower? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like the one character from both Joe Dirt and Waterboy. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, it's, I was out there. This guy came out and asked me. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Hell, hell, hell. And I was like, um, excuse me? And then he goes, hell, hell. And then the lady next, it's like Waterboy, you know? Yeah. And then his wife is like, Sweetie, he just wants to know how long till the power's on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, it should be later today. <laughs> Hi, y'all. How am I making? Hello, boy. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't even remember what the actual call was about. <laughs> I don't either. Was it? But then he's like, "You have a permit for that rifle." <laughs> but this one, he does. Okay. Wait. What do you mean this one? <laughs> <laughs> and then he opens this barn and he has a fucking full on Arnold Schwarzenegger commando style like arsenal. arsenal. He must have, yeah, because he's everything. Said, he's got like mini guns or the belt, the belt feed guns, yeah. like that you'd have in a helicopter. And I mean, he's got a full military, like, because they asked him, like, where'd you, where'd you get these? And he said he found them. So I, would, yeah. I have to guess that if that was true, it would have to be like some kind of World War. To World armory II, that he came upon, World War II for came, sure. or yeah. yeah, it was something they had staged it somewhere, and then that battle never ended up happening. I forgot about yeah, it. Or crates, or or, you know, yeah, drops because they did do airdrops of they did air, uh, munitions yeah, they did and stuff. So you yeah, could come it had across. to have been that. But then he had this big. It looks like what is it? The the things you have underwater to try to blow up submarines. The, the underwater oh, yeah, bombs. The big the, the underwater the water mines. Fucking, yeah, the mines. Those they look were they like, like the fifty gallon tank type thing. No, that the big ball with the. Yeah. They, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have yeah. those underwater, like, and they float, so you have them tethered with a chain, or like anchored, so they float. Yeah. And then it's supposed to catch like enemy ships or submarines that are trying to come up, right? It's like a lot of the guns he had were World War II era, but some of them were like, I swear, there's an FAL there yeah. that was like, was like a Vietnam era, and then there's like there hey, was just, shotguns with with composite. Uh, uh, stocks and stuff on them, which that's not World War Two. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, he has this underwater mine and he fucking hits it with the bolt, the butt of his shotgun. Nah, the piece of junk and hits it and it starts ticking and they're like, <laughs> and everybody like takes off running and they leap over this hedge. Like a fucking hedge is going to yeah. help you at all. Right. And then it just stops ticking. Oh, no. Okay. I, I would not go back in Must there though. Be, yeah, then it cuts to the phone calls like, oh, it, it's, it's been... Decommissioned or deactivated, whatever. deactivated. Or whatever. and, and then get, farmers out there just beating the shit out like, of it. With yeah, because I think it's been decommissioned. Nah, it's a piece of shit. And he's hitting it with the gun, and even Danny's kicking it and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, please don't, no. please don't do that. No. <laughs> no, no. So he takes it all in, and then of course now the evidence room went from completely empty to like overfull of of weaponry. So now to celebrate their big haul. They go back to the pub, and Danny finally talks him into having a beer. It's like, I don't want to get drunk. It's like, you get a little drunk. Just have a beer, you know? Because, First, yes, what kind of wine? What kind of wine? Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, red and white. 
I'll have a lager. Because <laughs> <laughs> so if that's their wine selection, it is not going to be lager, good. Lager, lager, lager. So, yeah. Now, now, here's a little heart to heart. He's sipping his beer. Why did you want to be a police officer? Why did you want to be a policeman officer? Why did you want to be a policeman officer? Well, you know, he had an uncle who got him a pedal car. He loved his uncle. Oh, he sounds like a great guy. No, he's a piece of shit. He sold drugs. Probably bought that pedal car with drugs so I could never ride it again. And then ever since then, I've decided I needed to be a police officer to make sure that right and wrong was always black and white. And, you know, it had to be. I've never wanted to be anything but because the rules and and what is right needs to be enforced. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Okay. Fascist. Why Fascist. did Why did you want to be a police officer? I don't know. My dad's one. That's about right. <laughs> uh, his mom died. Well, how'd your mom die? She died in a traffic collision. Because now he's saying collision, <laughs> collision. Sort of accident, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but no, I think my dad just wanted me around. You know, so I, was like, oh, I do that. There's not a whole lot of industry out here. I'm either farming or I'm policing. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, "You want to see something?" And picks up a fork and stabs himself in the eye. <laughs> Like what the fuck? Ah, oh, it's a ketchup packet. Oh, I got you. Which is a weird. A it's a weird. Bag. Yeah, man. but it was but just it like back. it was just like yeah, kind of done with this conversation. Let's go back to having fun. Yeah, like we got serious enough. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about my dead mom. Your uncle sold drugs. Whatever. Let's let's go let's go back to beer and fun. <laughs> so then he's like, oh, okay, you got me. And then they're like slamming beers. You know. Oh yeah, and they slam a lot of beers. A lot of beers. They get really drunk. Skinner's there. He's like doing his usual creepy shit. And then George Merchant is also there, and he's incredibly drunk. He's like, ah, I got go piss. And, and his friend and, died because his friends were, he was all fucked up because. Oh, because uh, Martin Blower was yeah. his friend. Yeah. And so he's mourning. But then he says he's going to the bathroom, but he just walks over to the corner. Like, they have like a little slot machine, machine or, or something and just pisses on the machine. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? He's like, I think you need to go or something like that. And they're like, what are you doing? Or something. He said something. It's like, no, not you. And then they look over and he's pissing on the pinball machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it's time for somebody to go home or something. I think is what he said. <laughs> so they're like, okay, we'll take him home. Well, we can't really drive either. So they're they're walking him home. And when we get to the house, we're like, oh, yeah, Skinner had said something about he made all that money from refrigerator sales or whatever and built that eyesore up there on the hill. So we get there. It's like this huge gate and this massive mansion. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, he's super. And he, he, I like he. He's like, oh, here's your tip, and hands Danny a 20. Oh, yeah, he goes, how much do I owe you? And Danny says, 20 quid, and he hands him 20. 20. And, then, and then the angel, angel grabs it. it and said, here's your change. Here's your change, and hands it directly <laughs> back to him, because they're cops. They got it. Yeah, I can't. Well, I would. Got to be by the way. Oh, I absolutely. The motherfucker. Yeah. I ain't on the, I ain't I on the job right shit. now. I would have kept that shit for sure. I just carried your bitch ass across town. I foot Ubered you to your and house. And up this hill. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's, Lotus Fug gets into These his legs ain't free. That's right. He's I like could have kept drinking, but instead I walked your yeah. bitch ass You got home. any food in there? I could go for some beans and bacon. Yeah. Yeah, let's go in there. <laughs> uh, so now, of course, as they, he goes, he opens the door and immediately falls over in his house. I'm okay. And as they walk off, we see the hooded figure again. I can relate again. hard <laughs> to that. <laughs> Getting into your house, just immediately walking in and being like, Pwah. And falling over. Just wherever yeah. you well, land. Well, I'm not, sure I could relate if I remember. Like, <laughs> there's a difference between like, oh my God, I'm home and like collapsing, but he like tripped over something no, yeah, and yeah. face planted. Yeah. <laughs> and I've probably done that, but like I said, oh, I'm I'm sure. never, I don't remember it. So it never happened. <laughs> Look, listen, I have, I have woken up in my living room with my pants half off on more than one occasion. 
At least it wasn't someone else's living room. Well, yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's mostly because I get home and it's like, oh, it's kind of hot. I'm going to take my pants off. And then I pass out somewhere in between them. I woke up at Nick's house with his pants on, so you explain that. <laughs> well, there's this one time where Nick said he woke up and I was on the couch with my hands in my, in my, in my underwear. Oh, that's how I wake, that. I wake yeah. up that way every morning. I, my, I have my PJs on and my, my like, pants on. I have my, my hands in my in, uh, in his pants. I was like... <laughs> I must have was that, cold. There's something about Earl. When he either <laughs> was having a really good dream or his hands were cold. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to guess least, that it was cold. At least there was no movement happening. Oh, and that was the like, biggest thing. Yeah. You weren't sleep baiting. And that's what's well, important here. That's, that's the thing, though, is that like sometimes because I don't know what to do with my hands when I'm sleeping. Because will, you're will Will Ferrell giving an interview. <laughs> I'll put them up my ass. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm going to. I'm gonna uh, Benny Hill myself. I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when I get nervous, I, I fist myself. <laughs> Damn, that's I mean. All right, uh, that got a little off course. I'm never shaking your hand again. <laughs> anyway, so I'm gonna bring a bottle of hand sanitizer before. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Anyway, so as they leave Merchant's house, we see the hooded figure again, and you get the little like music cue of the scary music. And they head back to Danny's apartment. He's like, you're always working. Yeah, you sound like my ex. Okay, but sometimes like you need to learn how to turn your brain off and just fucking relax. I don't think I know how. Well, I can teach you how. Really? And he goes over and like opens this curtain, and it's just... It's like a walk-in closet type of thing. And every shelf is packed full of DVDs, which is exactly the type <laughs> of... I even pointed that out. I was like, see? That's what we need at the house. That's that's what I need. You already have that, though. The no, fucking, I, and I got a note the, there that's the music like, room. ish. Dude's got a collection like Nick's. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. have, you, have, you, have you opened his, mov- his movie closet in the music room? Uh, he did once to pull out some of the... Yeah, but they're, yeah. See, they're stacked stack upright. Deep. They're not... Yeah. yeah, and like three or four deep, and that doesn't work. They need to be all side to side so you can actually see and read the titles. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, but the idea is there. Like, yeah, that's yeah the I walked into concept. that room and he had them all drug out on the floor and I was like, oh, you, it's not alphabetical, are you? <laughs> <laughs> not chronological. Not a chronological. <laughs> no, it's autobiographical. Oh! No, no oh, it's uh, yeah. masturbatorial. Yeah, masturbatorial. Oh! <laughs> I, I had a thing, but I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> I organized by how likely I am to jerk off to it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's why all the zombie movies are way at the end. <laughs> hey, man, no king shaming here. <laughs> I'm just wondering what number one is. <laughs> right? It's 40-year-old virgin. 40. <laughs> Wait, you like the Harry? <laughs> a lot of boobs in that movie. Anyway. <laughs> I went with the hair. Yeah, you would. Um, so anyway, he has he has the movie collection, and he's, he pulls out Point Break and Bad Boys Two. These are the two that like permeate through this whole movie. It's like which one? I don't know which one do you think I would enjoy more. No, which do you want to watch first? <laughs> Surely you're, you're kidding me, right? It's funny that he's like this, but they literally told like you got to watch these twenty movies yeah. for this whole ass movie part that we're going to pay you millions of dollars for. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Fuck it, I'm only going to watch one." <laughs> like I ain't got time for all this. Bad boys, bad boys. I would assume he'd seen him anyway. Like, who the fuck hasn't seen Point Break? Uh, this is a new one, isn't it? Have you not seen Point Break? Explain the plot real quick. Keanu Reeves is an FBI agent that goes undercover to catch bank robbers that nope. are also surfers. Yeah. Oh no, I have seen that. Patrick Swayze. Right, yeah. 
Isn't there a new one though? Didn't they make a new one? Uh, yeah, I refuse I haven't to seen watch the new it. one. Yeah. But is that is that the one where they like they like parachute from a fucking yeah, helicopter they, or something? They, All right, tight. Skydive and they always have like the president masks. I mean, I think we can be like, oh, I can't believe you haven't seen that. But like I said, like like this movie came out. When he was six, yeah, <laughs> like this is stuff that came out when we were adults. No, sixteen, sixteen, two thousand seven. I was eighteen 16. in two thousand seven. Sixteen, I was sixteen. Sixteen. In so yeah, you said you were born in ninety one. Yes, sir. Wait, how are you doing that math so quick, bro? Sixteen. I said six. God, I was a decade off. But anyway, but I mean, I'm guessing <sighs> that his his sixteen year old stuff and ours, like we were, it, everything comes out at different times. Different so times. Point, point break was. What before he was born, I'm sure, or at least when he was a little baby child, little baby child, little baby, child. <laughs> little baby child, <laughs> little baby child, a <laughs> oh, little baby child. You got to watch Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> oh, little baby child. Born. I'm gonna sit, oh, you, baby I'm child. sit you just right here, right in front of the TV. You don't know right who right Keanu Reeves is? Oh, little baby. This child. is the one time <laughs> Lori Petty was sexy. <laughs> My first exposure to Keanu Reeves was uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent ah, Adventure. Ah, okay. At least yeah. you had that. I was gonna say if you say Matrix, like Keanu Reeves was such already ah, a thing not. before Matrix. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was Bill and Ted. Uh, Bill and Ted was kind of excellent. Yeah, that's kind of his breaking out. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yeah. So you 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 got you got it right at the beginning. Yeah, you good. You're doing yeah, good, man. I'm in a good time frame for movies. All right, <sighs> you missed all the '80s, so I don't know, bud. Ah, whatever. <laughs> I got him. I got him right, on so the back anyway, end. Anyway, they start watching movies. We cut back to Merchant's Mansion. We get to see like the yeah the the warmers fire up. There's beans, some bacon going. He's dead in a chair. Because, you know, when you murder a guy, you get a little peckish. It's important to have a nice, hearty meal after you murder <laughs> The a hardest person. part would be, like, I know that they're trying to, he's making appearances. So he's put all that stuff on, like, the dude started cooking and got drunk. We've all, I mean, got not got drunk, but was drunk, started cooking, for, forgot, passed and out, it, yeah. and then yeah, we've all been the, there. That's right? the reason that, that yeah. shit happened to my apartment, just, <laughs> like, fucking at the beginning of the year. Remember that shit? I melted my pot. Yeah. 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 So... That's why. I mean, you, but yeah, it would be hard th- for me if I murdered somebody, and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna throw these beans in. They, you know, proper English breakfast has beans, and then and the bacon and stuff. I wouldn't be able to walk out of that. <laughs> I'd be like, God, that bacon smells good. Yeah, I've got <laughs> <the bacon laughs> smells good. yeah. So he stages that because then he blows the whole place up, and he wants it to look like it was a gas leak, or he left the gas on, you know, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what blew it up. Um, so the next day, they're at the scene of the mansion explosion. Here comes Skinner driving by, playing fire by. Not the Jimi Hendrix fire, which everybody thinks of when you say fire, but this is by The Crazy World of Arthur Brown. That sounds and sick. This song fucking slapped so hard. I remember uh, VH1 had I don't, had a, a show that would play like vintage 60s, 70s, either live performances or there were promotional videos at the time because music videos weren't really a thing, but like... You know, Beatles made a bunch of them, Queen, just the little, like, kind of song videos. And there was one of this Crazy World of Arthur Brown playing Fire, and I just sat there and watched it, and I'd never heard this. I'd never seen or heard anything <laughs> like this fucking song. And he, he starts off with, like, I am the god of hellfire! And then the song kicks in. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but that's the, that's the fire song that he chooses to play. And that is, I was just showing the album art. Oh. Um. Uh, also, I fucking love this song, and I love that that's the fire that he's playing when he drives by a house that burnt down. It's beautiful. What's the band's name? The Crazy, the world, crazy world of Arthur, of Arthur Brown. Brown. All right, I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just look it up for later because I gotta watch it. Yeah. Um. Or at least listen to the song. I mean, the video was like mostly him. I think he had a weird mask on and he's doing a shitty dance because you know he's a, a white English guy, so he can't dance for shit. But. 
He's a Excellent. weird motherfucker, though. Yeah, he was. He was. He was what Captain Beefheart ended up being like before Captain Beefheart was a thing. I don't even think Captain Beefheart reached those levels. <laughs> so <laughs> now we're at like the town fair or like a church festival or a harvest. We call them harvest festivals in small Midwestern towns. But do we already go over all the the scene? Have we already been at the scene at the explosion house? Well, I, yeah, that's just so, when yeah, yeah. Skinner came. But there was a great the line. Oh, yeah. But there's a great line too, where it's like, don't know. I kind of like a little, the, where the where the uh, what's her name, the the female Doris. Doris. I don't know. Kind of like a little bit. Uh, kind of like a late night gobble. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then they do the can't the old English boomhowers like yeah. mm, cocks. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> just, just blatantly says yeah, it. Just says cocks. cocks. Like <laughs> the only actual word you can understand the entire movie. <laughs> cocks. Cocks. <laughs> cocks. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so now we get to the church <laughs> festival, and everyone's celebrating, you know, they're walking around with cans of Strongbow Cider, and everybody's drinking, except Angel is the only one, like, in police uniform actually working. Still. Even Danny's dressed up like a little kid on how, he's got, like, the cow, fake cowboy hat, and he, I mean, he Which looks I guess like, we should point out, at this point, after they dropped off, off the old Frigidaire guy at his place, Merchant, they uh-huh. went back and were watching those movies, and they're drinking Grolsch, which we are drinking. Oh, we that's are right. We are drinking Grolsch. It is one of the most delicious beers I've had in a while. Just in a while. And they come in cool Just bottles, reusable they, bottles. Honestly, they can, yeah, yeah very cool bottles. Very good, good bottles to have. Um, yeah, so he's the only one working, and everyone's kind of giving him shit for, like, you're so serious, you're working right now? Have fun, enjoy the festival. It's like, well, someone has to, someone has to police, you know. Um, so Tim Messenger comes up. I was like, I need to talk to you about George Merchant alone. Meet me around the backside of the church at three sharp. Sharp. Yarp. No. <laughs> um, so like, oh, okay. And then somehow Angel gets called up to read. They're doing like a, a raffle. You know, got everybody's name. Also on a- before this, uh, Angel won uh, Danny a, uh, oh, that's right. a monkey at a sharpshooting thing. Very knocked down. All a the little, little, yeah, yeah. what are the, the little games that are always at yeah. fairs and carnivals? They're usually rigged. And he didn't want like, to do it. He's like, you know, like, no, I, don't, I don't pick up a gun. He's like, ah, but it's just an air rifle. Yeah. So then he picks it up and just dead eyed. Six of these little targets down. Won the biggest monkey, the biggest prize. And it squeaks. It's a squeaky squeak. monkey. And then he hands the air rifle to Danny. He's like, oh, my God, and accidentally shoots it. Yeah, shoots the guy that's the running. Guy. The t- He's like, I shot a person. Oh, my God, I shot someone. <laughs> it's like, it's a feeling you'll never get used to. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so he's up there reading off the names. The first name is Simon Skinner. He's in loo. And crickets. Crickets. He's like, oh, he's in the loo. Ha, 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 ha. Too much of Marge's lemonade. Ha, ha, ha. But during this, Wait, we see. What is, what's Marge's lemonade? It's just a, the woman there who made lemonade for the festival. Oh, he's I just being was like, No, no, not a, not like a, a thing. Not like her pee or something. Um, <laughs> I was thinking more so like So Tim is stand, standing on the backside of the church, you know, checking his watch. And we see the hooded figure open up the door to the church and start running up the stairs, right? And. So when there's no Skinner, you're seeing the hooded figure running up. You're like, oh, it is that motherfucker. It is that motherfucker. And, oh, you know. Uh, and then the next name, of course, is Tim Messenger. And he doesn't show up either because he's around the backside of the church waiting. And so Angel's finally like, it's 3 o'clock. And he's getting he, his, his thing he's going off. Yeah. So he spider sense. His yeah. English, English police sense. And uh, so. Bobbies, right? That's what they call them. Yeah, the Bobbies. Bobbies. The Bobbies. That's why the, the burger at the Celtic Star was the Bobby. 
I mean, we had specialty burgers, oh, really? but if you got Is the regular why? burger, it was called the Bobby because that was like your your standard walk in the beat type of cop. I was thinking oh, of uh, I had Roger no Roger Miller's uh, England Swings that song where he's like Bobby's on bicycles two by two. I don't know. If yeah, no, I'm familiar two. with that song. It's a great. Song. I am not, but I'm a big Roger Miller fan. So. <laughs> Every time I hear the name, I always uh, say do wack a do or is that what do wack a do's from? Yeah, do wack a do's a Roger Miller song. All right, well, actually, in our my head, in our little group, uh, it came from Russ Mays. If you met him, drum drummer buddy, nah, I never um, met him. Said he was watching a porn. And there was like a there was like an orgy going on, Tight. and one of the guys I like, was I like where this is going. One of the guys there was a midget, and he was like. Little person. It's not really. It's not really an orgy if there's not at least one (laughs) little little person. (laughs) And this this little person was was going at this girl doggy style, and someone goes, "Hey, how's it going over there?" And he just like holds his hands like, "Do I could do?" And so ever since then, like Russ started saying it, and then I started saying it because Russ was, and it became a thing like. I guess it got more associated with me saying it than Russ, but I totally stole it from Russ. And he's awesome, it, though, because he, he stole it like, from midget porn. That is, that is I one do of like your, like, I top do, five phrases. Yeah, yeah, no, do, yeah. I do. Do, do I do. Do I do. But this apparently, says, do yeah. I do all the way. it's an old, like, Roger Miller song from the early 1960s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a... Uh, Riding around in your back Cadillac. You yeah, got bitches in the front. got bitches in the back. It's not bitches, but yeah. But yeah, it's about him being jealous of this other guy. Yeah, like, it's got money. Yeah. I see you going down the street in your big Cadillac. You got girls in the front. You got girls in the back. Way in the back, you got money in a sack. Both hands on the wheels and your shoulders right back. Bit, 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 do yeah. I? <laughs> but something like, and you, you'll you get what's coming to you. And if you yeah. do everything all right, then you're going to do wackadoo. And so, I yeah, wish I like, had oh, your money. Is it, is I wish it, I had your money. Or, he says a few different things, and you had to do wackadoo, 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 wackadoo. Okay, so I know, yeah. this, I know that phrase from Raising Hope, a TV show. Oh yeah, okay. But it, they do it like that as do. Yeah, do, so I, do, I, okay, I, even my niece Penny, when she was like just learning to talk, when she was really little, would say do I could do because my sister would even go, "What does Uncle Nicky always say? Do I could do?" It became a me thing. But was she I got a mogwai? It. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that sounded like a mogwai. But, but then I got it from Russ, who got it from midget porn. How's it going over there? Do I could do? He probably said like do like I do. You uh, know? Yeah, I bet. I mean, just misheard it. Anyway, you hear what you want to. Now, how do we walk this back from midget porn? Do I could do back to hot fuzz? God, how did we get there? This is going to be. I won't know until I listen to the episode. Now, <laughs> all right. Well, it was, uh, it was part of the do I could do bit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Top five of your uh, no, because I talked about sure. I talked about yeah Roger Miller song and stuff. And oh yeah, oh Bobby, 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 because yeah, English, English swings. Boom, yep. Boom. All right, English all right. Swings. So anyway, his Back thing he goes <laughs> off and he goes off running. He's like, oh, something happened, and then we see the hooded figure. Well, push. he also was supposed to meet him at three. Yes, so he's like, I gotta get, I gotta over, get over there. And then we see the hooded figure push one of the the spires off the top of the church. Somehow it's loose, and you know the huge like. Pointed yeah. the, the one of the and it comes right loose and it comes like bullseye down through the yeah. top of Tim Messenger's Which, head. It, it, I, there's a nine times out of ten that would land close to the dude and the dude would be like, "Holy fuck, I almost died!" Like that was bullseye precision. It was directly because it ended rifle. up like going down into his neck hole, into his body, and then it became like instead of his head, he had the yeah. ass end of a spire sticking out of his. And neck. then staggered around for a couple yeah. seconds, like, "Oh, this isn't just good." Just spraying blood. Yeah. Even some of the blood got on the camera. It was kind of cool. Yeah, but 
Uh, and then it was like, oh, no, what a terrible accident this is. And he looks up and then we see him open the door the same way. Like the quick cutting. I love whenever there's like quick cutting it's always going to be repeated. Yeah. So then he opens the door the same way and then runs up the stairs the same way and gets up there. And of course, the roof is empty. So hooded figure got away again. And so now he's like, ah. but you kind of wonder how. Right. Because it's not a big church. It's not like it had multiple engines. Yeah, when, I mean, that, you that, get up that to, roof was like, is, I mean, this room is a tiny roof. It's not, yeah, it's not that big of a roof. It's the very point of it. And there's only one way in and out. Yeah. So you'd think that the guy would have, that he, Angel would have ran into him on the way. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so now he's like, all right, I'm really starting to think that these are all related. And Inspector's like, are you saying that this is a crime scene and not an accident? <sighs> yes. Yes, I am. Well, in that case, and maybe the inspector goes into mode. He's just like, all right, you do this, and you got to do this, and you go talk to so-and-so, and you got to record this off. And you, like, he Dude, goes, in respect, like, you expect him to be like, uh, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah, dial yeah, that yeah, back. Yeah. But he's like, all right, everybody here, yeah, you yeah, there, yeah. you there. It's like, goes right some business. Like, oh, okay. So then the detective <laughs> Andes are like, oh, they've got to fucking work now. Fuck. You know, cause they're but I bit, think the inspector also understands he's got to make his own appearances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, and it, it works for us, the viewer, because we don't know that he's the villain yet. But well, I haven't, I didn't say that outright, but spoiler I th- alert. I, I think we did already. <laughs> did we say that earlier? Yeah. Hopefully they've seen the movie. Thing. Yeah. If you haven't, you got to watch it. <laughs> um, Stop now. So Go watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, then they're standing out in the rain. Uh, uh, Angel and Danny are standing out in the rain, and the two Andys walk up and be like, why are you guys so pissed off? Well, because I'm fucking working instead of being at the pub like I'm fucking supposed to be. Why don't you fucking... Sit on that, you and your monkey, and storm off. And, and Danny looks up and goes, did they mean me or, yeah. or this? And holds up the stuffed monkey that he wants. Which was a good question. Because yeah. I'm not sure. I, yeah. <laughs> and did they mean me or this? And I love that, you know, they have the little, like, uh, hat condom because it's raining. Yeah. But since Danny had that... Cheesy cow- little kid it wasn't, cowboy. It was like hat. a little kid, so it was really so small the, on his head. Yeah, it was small on his head because it was a kid's cowboy. But then the fucking plastic hat yeah, cover that's supposed to be a cop's hat cover is like sitting all awkward. His dad on was it. Where, his dad was just like a cowboy too, but he like actually had like a normal sized hat and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. But he's still wearing like a kid's version because, of a cowboy, and it just plays into the character still being right. so childish. Yeah, but I just love that fucking plastic hat cover just sitting <laughs> awkwardly on it. Um, just yeah, he's because he's a mess of a person. Like he. He's a, he's a big child still, yeah. Um, so now he's he's like, you guys are fucking detectives, right? Why don't you fucking detect? And they're, like, oh, they're shitty. But So he decides to do his own detecting, and he's like looking through the newspaper, and he's at the library looking at stuff. And like, This is very much a beautiful mind type situation. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, this, this. He's yes, circling this parts this. of the paper. He's looking Highlighting. Yeah, Again, it's more like, like it's a speed, huge conspiracy. speed cutting montages of yeah. like papers and stuff. And... Um, and then he gets to Danny because he kind of gets mad at Danny and yells at him or something like, quit fucking being a child and grow up or whatever. And Danny gets mad and sulks off. Leaves uh, the monkey. Leaves the he's monkey. Like, he's like, I got monkey. that. I won that monkey I want for, for you. you or whatever. And he's like, did you? monkey. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, do you? Did you? And so uh, when he finally kind of figures out, he goes back into the police station and, you know, talks to Danny. He's like, I think I figured this all out. I think I've got it all. I found the string trick. Come on, let's let's go. Wait, you want me to go with you? Well, yeah, we're partners. And then Dan's like, oh, yeah. He's immediately right back <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'm in. I'm Everything in. forgetting. Everything's forgetting. You son forgetting. of a bitch, I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm <laughs> in. Son, exactly. And so I do like, they're about to leave, and, and uh, someone in the precinct goes, Angel, someone from London called. It's like, tell them I'll call them back. <laughs> and then he's like, 
Okay. Okay. I don't know why that needed to be dramatic, but all right. <laughs> That was a little bit too. Uh, maybe I had that I, coming. All tough guy because I think he had he had his sunglasses on. Like he hasn't gone full badass like he does at the movie, but he had something where he like tried to tough guy line. Tell him I'll call him back. Yeah, so it wasn't. I don't think he was full sunglasses. And stuff no, yet. but he's yeah. some. Yeah, and so anyway, he has the thread connecting all the victims, right? Like, yeah, Merchant, he's got a conspiracy theory. Merchant in his wanted land deals. Blue blower does procurements. Draper works at the land management office. Like this all makes sense. They all know each other. Uh, messenger was going to talk to me about them. So he had an inside scoop that they didn't want him to talk about. And it's like, yeah, okay. So they all know each other. It's a small town. Yeah, but wait, no, this isn't there. What? Cause it was his birthday. Is that what are we? The almost there. Yeah. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're sitting there and he's like, here's how they all know each other. And there's something tying them all together. It's a small town. Like yeah, this guy, this guy's everybody. rich and buys land. This guy does procurement, so he's going to be the one buying land for him, and she works at the office of land manager. So obviously, everything they do is going to, the three of them are going to be tied together. Like, this doesn't necessarily prove that one, these are murders, and two, that these murders are connected. Ah, damn it! It's like now we really have nothing. We're back to nothing. And this is where they come in with the birthday cake and are singing happy birthday. He's like, why didn't why didn't you why didn't you tell me it was your birthday? He's like, oh, well, you know, we were detecting, weren't we? Like, I didn't want to say anything. Right, right, right. Because then he's like, oh, shit. I, yeah, then I got to go. Where is that? Personal errand. <laughs> okay. All right. That's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes off to like the local flower shop. That same lady talked uh, that they win awards for her green thumb wins. Right, right, right. He went, to buy, he went to buy Danny a Japanese peace lily. Japanese peace lily. And then he's like, oh, left, he left his card or his wallet or something in the car. He had to go back to the car for something. No, he thought that something because she was talking about because she started spilling the oh, beans yeah, about yeah, yeah, the yeah. land like, deals and stuff. That's what because he didn't know yes. about the land deals yet. So she was or why are you leaving? Because she's having everything must go sale because she's going to move. Yeah. She's like, well, you know, uh, merchant, God rest his soul, was going to buy my shop from me. And then I think bl- this is when he started putting it all together. Bl- he had he had found he, that he they, was they knew each other, but he hadn't quite figured out what, all. And it's great the things when she's telling on. the story because everybody involved in the story, except her, is like God rest his soul. God, God, God rest, God God rest soul. all their souls. God yeah. collectively rest their souls. And every like every time she says something, she has to God rest his soul. And then Blower, God rest his soul, and Draper, God rest her soul, came in, yeah. and, and then Messenger, God rest his soul, told me that. <laughs> the land that they want to buy from me is worth ten times more because there's a huge developer one to get it. So honestly, I should go with them instead of Merchant God rest his soul and Blower God rest his soul because they're ripping me off. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, whoa, whoa, okay, hang on. Yeah, he went back <laughs> yeah. out to get his notepad so he could That's write right, all this down. He's like, I got it. I'll be right back. Yeah. And as he's like leaning into his car to get the notepad, we see the hooded figure, and then he turns back around in time to see them stab her with her. Friggin' her shears, basically, yeah, like, uh, yeah, those big. She- uh, they're not scissors. They're like no, they're garden you shears. Trim yeah. like your yeah garden shears. Yeah, that's the thing. And so, and that's when he's like, "Oh my god!" And he takes his baton and slow mo throws it through the front window to break it out. So then he can go leaping in like all caught both. Like yeah, don't and, open the door because you may yeah. yeah you probably won't need that baton later. <laughs> you don't have a gun. Yes. And it goes into slow-mo and looks all badass. And he's just throwing a baton through a window in yeah. a flower shop. It looks like when somebody throws a knife or something to kill yeah. somebody, but it's just he's just murdering a door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been funny if it bounced back. That would have been a great oh, yeah. scene. Oh, like, great. If it didn't work at yeah, all. Yeah, just, and, then boom, he, and he's like, oh, shit, and opens the, the door. door and runs. And runs that would have been fucking hilarious, yeah. So then, you know, another foot chase. Oh, also... 
they the the land is worth ten times as much. I want to bring up because they're going to build a bypass. A bypass, yes. Which just we, just we bring just, up Hitchhiker's Guide yeah. again. All the, all the which talk was about what, two years bypasses. before this movie, I think, or a year before. Uh, I don't this remember. This is two thousand and seven. Seven. I don't remember when Hitchhikers was. Hitchhikers, I think. I was, thought Hitchhikers was earlier than that. Two thousand five. So yeah, just just like we got to build a bypass, but then also a mall, which is why merchant or oh no, no, that comes in later. They're also going to put a mall, but yes, mostly a bypass because anything that happens in England apparently is to build a bypass. A bypass, yes. Well, you've got to get somewhere somehow. If you got to build bypasses, otherwise, how are you going to get there? (laughs) So yeah, um, he ends up chasing this person like through her whole greenhouse and through all the parts of her whole property. And then finally they jump through uh, a glass door. And uh, as they're leaping through a glass door, they kind of cut their legs. So there's some, some blood on the glass and all that. But they take off running and he's like following. And he gets to this like little shrub. I don't know. Sort of a, a dividing fence, but not a fence. It's just like tall plants grown almost like a wind belt that you would do with trees, but it's almost like a vine wall or something. Yeah. And it has one little gap in it. And he runs up and the fucking hooded figures already like a hundred yards down. He's like, what the fuck? How do they get? What? (laughs) Let's just get alive. What's that movie where it's like, let's just get alive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I can't think of that. (laughs) I couldn't catch it. Yeah. Um, so, but Uh, it's probably, Oh, that was uh, super bad. Was oh, that yeah. yeah, super bad. <laughs> oh, Seth Rogen can just yeah. like, oh my god, I can't catch the fastest kid alive. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now, so now he's like, I know for sure there's a murderer because I fucking saw it happen with my own eyes, and of course nobody's believing him or believing him. You know, we can't throw around the M word because the M word is a big deal. There hasn't been an M in Sanford for over twenty years. And uh, well, I saw it happen. Uh, what's more, I know who did it. So now the whole cop brigade is marching into the supermarket right back to the manager's office. And I love that they open the door all dramatically and there's this little blonde girl sitting there like doing her fingernails. And <laughs> She's in there. Wasn't she in there the last time they were in his office too? Uh, like I think she was in, in or out or something. Oh, yeah. But like she's just sitting there lounging in the manager's chair like painting her nails. And it's like, can we talk to the manager please? And so she leans over. Skinner to the manager's office, please. Skinner to the manager's office. <laughs> it's like I love because it's like dun, 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 as they're marching in and dramatically open the door and it just like takes all the wind out of the sails immediately, which is such a British comedy thing. Yeah, they do that so much, but it's effective. Um, it is effective. It's very good. So then he's like, "You did this and you murdered so and so because this and you are they're gonna do all this and build a mall and you didn't want the competition and blah blah blah." blah. Here's why. It's like, well, uh, I mean that's pretty crazy, but also you, you don't have any proof. Yes, I do. And he rips his pant legs up. Yeah, he grabs one pant. Yes, one. I do. And he's like, "Yes, I do." And he reaches for the other pant leg. Like, like, oh, well, fuck. both of his legs are fine. There's no cuts anywhere. And then he's like, also, my security footage would surely show that I have been here the whole time. It would clear me of any charges. So then he's like, it looks like he's running for mayor out there. Yeah. "Hmm." He's just out there very much posing in front of the camera. Well, making sure he's always in camera. So I like shaking people's hands and talking to customers and stuff. But very much was in the store on camera when this was going down. And uh, so he's still still sure that Skinner's involved somehow and I know it and but 
you know, they're out there doing the regular cop thing and they go into that same shop. And earlier we didn't talk about when they were got the call about the swan and they're in there getting their cornettos. The lady's like, No luck catching them swans, huh? <laughs> well actually it's just the one swan. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so now he's buying the cornettos and no luck catching them killers, huh? Well actually it's just the one killer. And that's like you can see the realization on Angel like Killers. Oh, oh man. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just yet another repeated gag, but it, I think that's what makes these fucking movies so good. Like the Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg trilogy of comedies, the way the, the setup always ends up being the ending. Also, uh, they, they recycle the same gags, but like a little differently. And it's not just a recycled gag to make go. I remember that from before, but it always ends up playing part in the plot. Like, it's it's a lot more intellectual with with the fucking slapstick and the gags. It's it's great. So like you know his morning jog as he's coming through town is the exact path and the exact same people in the exact same order that he met, except violently this time. It's like Shaun of the Dead. What he does in the morning is exactly how he finds out there are zombies later. In the movie. You know they always like recycle it, but for the plot of the movie and it's fucking brilliant. It's great. So this no look on them killers. You know. As the swans earlier. So now he goes up to the inspector who's like, look, I'm telling you, you're, you came from a city. The same thing happened to your predecessor. You just are so bored. You, you're looking for something to be happening here. Tell you what, sleep on it. Just go home, sleep on it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. If you're still this sure, you know, then we'll, we'll look into it. So he gets back to the hotel room. As soon as he gets in there, there's the hooded figure. And there's a fight and a big scuffle, and as they're fighting, the mask comes off, and it's Lurch. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're, I mean, he's getting thrown around a lot, but he yeah. holds his own. I mean, because he he excels in hand to hand. He does excel in hand to hand. He's highly trained, which is good because this guy is like at least a foot and a half taller and a hundred yeah. pounds heavier, and, <laughs> or a hundred pounds were maybe two stone. I have his, no idea. Not, not, not the what best a stone on strategy, is. though. <laughs> <laughs> a stone he's is not, about fifty three kilograms. Great, and how is that in pounds? I have no idea. Perfect. That's uh, that's that's your territory. Converging. 50, I, mean, I could convert that. Fifty-three kilograms. Look, there, yeah, there are two phone. types of countries: <laughs> those, those that measure weight in stones, and those who have been on the fucking moon. All right, so don't come at me with your stones. Stones. <laughs> Too stone for that. I was. That yeah. was also just that's, stone that. that's not what stones mean. That was <laughs> that was another part in the trivia was that Simon Pegg lost two stone for this role, and I was like. No, what am I? What am I supposed to do with what that information? They? Like it's birthstones? Yeah, or <laughs> kidney stones. Kidney what? Stones? <laughs> no, you lost two stone for this. Great. Same if you look at Bronson. They're like Tom Hardy put on two stone for this. I was like, is everything two stone? What is two stone? What is? <laughs> no, I don't know. That's probably like maybe. Dude, I don't know. I'm just pop- gonna say that. It's just I'm like, oh man, man, you're looking good. Yeah, I lost two stone. How much is that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> I, don't I, look, know, but but I look good. I'm, I'm a little, he- I'm a little less than I was. Use actual increments. For fuck's sake. Anyway. <laughs> Those are increments. Yeah, I guess I'm surprised we don't them. use them because that's part of the uh, I- initial English system was the stone. <laughs> we use, but we, we don't use that here. We yeah. use almost everything to measure we things. We just skip like, straight from pounds metrics. to tons. There's nothing well, in between. So the, so the, the cr- stone would be something between pounds and tons, right? But we don't use it here. Because we use we use pounds... But then the next thing up is a, a, ton, a ton, which is 2,000 pounds. So I bet a stone is somewhere 
somewhere between, between one yes. and, and two thousand. So yes, I've lost. Some I weight. imagine there's something in between one <laughs> somewhere, and two thousand. Somewhere yeah. between, but we don't have like it, do we? Pounds. Yeah. Like we don't. No. Do we? No, in the United States, pounds. we use pounds up until tons. Pounds until tons. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you get to a half a ton, you'll say, "All right, well, we'll say half a ton." Half ton. Yeah. 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 It's easier. That's not bad. It's like instead of nine thirty, you know. It's I'm not going to convert that into stones. Let's just wait till we get to a ton. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> all right. So anyway, the big fight. And he, he's doing all right. He's, but he finally like picks up his Japanese peace lily. I guess funny that peace is in the title and smashes it over his head and knocks him out. And then the little walkie-talkie goes off. It's like, did you take care of Sergeant Angel? And so Angel picks it up. Yarp. <laughs> so he's great, he's taken out then. Yarp. So he won't be coming back. Narp. <laughs> Narp. <laughs> okay, good. Get to the castle. <laughs> like, that oh, awesome. my God. This is, uh, this is a great hesitation <laughs> where he's like, oh, shit. Uh, uh, Narp. <laughs> um, so he does get to the castle, and he sees the entire na- the NWA, but they're all sitting there in hoods. And it's like, oh, my God, the entire fucking town is in on it. Everybody's in on it. Um, and then it, he's like, all the things they've said. Obviously, Skinner running talking about the head, mansion. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, tattoo. Okay, that's Tattoo? Yeah. Oh. I guess I do know one of her songs. There you go. Or theirs? theirs. It's a group. There's it's a group, group not yeah. a person. Yeah. Uh, the Swedish lesbians. Yep. Swedish? I think so. Yeah. Yes! God damn it! See? I know music. <clears throat> so... But everything that has, like, as he sees, like, the the pub owners or the anybody ever, like, something they have said to him throughout the movie is, like, echoing back through. He's like, oh, f- oh, fuck. And it's all, like, clicking into place for him, right? And so... Sorry, do you want to know what the conversion to pound a stone is? Okay, yes. yes. One pound, or one stone is 14 pounds. Oh. So 14, 14 pounds is one stone. So if we, no. in case this becomes pertinent to our lifetime information, yeah. so or lo- we should just start using stone. it. So let's just lost, go out there and, and like at work or shit and be like, oh, just oh stone. shit, yeah, no, I, about about two stone. Hey, bring me two stone of stones. I guess I don't know. <laughs> two, stone <laughs> I don't <get> two stone <laughs> of stones. Yeah, yeah. Keystones. Fourteen what? pounds. Huh? Oh, keystones. There we go. Twenty-eight <laughs> keystones. That's right, motherfucker. How much? How much? Is so that, that means Simon Pooch. Pegg lost twenty-eight pounds for this role. Twenty-eight pounds is not. A little bit. No. And That's that means Tom, ha- Tom Hardy also put on 28 pounds. But tw- putting on two stone of muscle and just putting on two stone are two very different things. One of, those, right. one of those is incredibly difficult to do, and the other one is just life. The other- <laughs> <laughs> one of them is just getting old. One yeah. Them, uh, one of them is beans boy, and bacon. is that the absolute facts. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I've um, put on about like three stone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then he walks uh, there, you know, yeah, now that we've got that tenacious angel out of the way, we can fucking win the, the competition again. And that's where he walks out. I was like, I'm afraid you're all wrong and you're all going to come with me. And really a bad plan on yeah, his part. He's like, walking out there, no guns, it's no like 12 nothing. of them. And he just comes out. Yeah. You're all got to come with me because you know, the law and they're like, God damn, he really is tenacious, isn't he? Tenacious. <laughs> I was like, you wanted to do it because of this, and Skinner, you're behind it all. You're the fucking lead of this thing because you didn't want this mall being built because you didn't want the competition. He's like, actually, no, I kind of relish the competition. 
you know, it's invigorating and we yeah. can get into price wars and it can be fun. Like, how do we out business the other guy? And uh, really kind of into it. It's actually not that deep at all. You're, you're looking way too much into it. Frankly, um, well, Blower was a terrible actor, so he had to go. Especially when we've got semi-pros in the community already. Because there are two guys. One was uh, an extra on CSI and, the other, and another one played a cadaver. Yeah, and it was like they're semi-professional <laughs> yeah. actors they have in the community, and and then well, what about Eve Draper? Well, she had a really annoying laugh. Yeah, so, well, she didn't do anything. Oh, well, well, her laugh was pretty, pretty annoying. annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Tim Messenger, like we can't we can't be Village of the Year with a newspaper that has this many typos. They called you Angle, and they said I was 55 when I'm only 53. Which I think earlier she said 52 in the movie. <laughs> no, it was 53, oh, it was 53. It was 53 oh, both right, times. Right. But a lot of times, like, when he was doing his <laughs> Beautiful Minds detective work, yeah. everything he, like, highlighted or circled did have a typo. Like, it's riddled with typos and misinformation. And so he got killed because, well, we can't have our local newspaper be yeah. fucking full of typos and mistakes. That's terrible. So he had to go. And then Merchant was making money off of all of us, and that eyesore, we asked him so many times to just get a regular house, but no, he needed this giant, ugly fucking thing up there, so we had to kill him and burn it down, because all they want is tiny village of the year all the time. This is where it goes from being very complex to just being like, no, we're just going to kill him because we want this place to be exactly what we want. We want exactly what we want. Yeah, and what about, she brought so much fame because of her... her, her, Oh, yeah, uh, her the one greenery. The and yeah, it's like, it, well, she was wanting to move, and we can't have her talents going to another town and them winning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, that's really it. It's that's, really petty. This is a really this petty. Thing. <laughs> I, so, I mean, Skinner at one point is even like, no, yeah, you're, you're, you're trying way too hard. This is really, this is all it is. This is <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he's like, okay, well, you're all coming with me down. The inspector will have something to say about this. And here comes... Inspector Frank Butterman, who's actually the one in charge of the whole thing. And, you know, and he's like, well, it's because my wife, my wife worked so hard. I've never seen such dedication from a human when she decided she wanted us to be village of the year. And we were winning it until uh, something happened. And this, these vagrants, these damn gypsies moved in. And then we didn't win village of the year. And she was heartbroken. She was so heartbroken. She drove her car into a gorge. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sure she. I'm yeah. sure that was just the, the icing. I mean, that was yeah. the straw. Uh, it's probably her life at home. Yeah. So she drove into the gorge, and I, ever since then, I swore that I would always make her proud, and we have won Village of the Year every year since then. And we got to keep Sanford perfect. And then, like, people come out of the wings and grab him. One of them is Danny. He's like, oh, fuck, Danny, you're in on this too? Son of a... Come on. So he, like, runs off before they can kill him. He finds this little trailer, and there's all he these... falls bo- into it. Like, somehow the trailer yeah. is underground or po- parked up next yeah. to a ravine or... Because he ends up in the church basement. Like, how, how is this? Yeah, he that ends is up one underground. confusing thing where it's like, how does he fall into the roof of, of a the camper? trailer? You know? And yeah. Then, and then, yeah. but in there, then we get the voiceover of Inspector Butterman, like, talking about the gypsy scum. So there's all these gypsy corpses. And when he gets out of that, yeah, he's, like, underneath the church. And then we hear his predecessor with the big bushy beard. Yeah. And then we get the, that shoplifter was in there. Yeah. The living statue, the no longer living statues under there. Uh, all the kids teenagers. that he arrested, all the teens that he arrested for <laughs> drunken shit are all down all there. All down there like, dead The now. one still got a cone on his goddamn Yeah. Head. <laughs> like, Everything that's ever been a slight eyesore or whatever. Because at one point, he's uh, 
earlier, Inspector Butterman's even like, oh, make sure they get their just desserts. Don't worry. And that means murder them and bury them under the church. But, but it's you just gotta, I got to assume that those kids have parents yeah. that are somewhere like, where the hell did my kid go? Everybody's well, they're like, probably nope, part of it. And like, gonna oh, be a, nope, got to sacrifice my kid for getting drunk one night. For the greater good. <laughs> for the greater, yeah, greater good. good. It's always repeated, right? The greater good. So he does finally get through all of these these bodies and everything there. And he's like coming out. He's like, oh, my God. what? Oh, this is fucking crazier than I ever thought. And all of a sudden, Danny comes walking up out of nowhere and stabs him in the shoulder. <sighs> and yeah. Then yeah he it, almost escaped and Danny got him. Danny got him. Right Murdered in him. End of movie. Murdered. What do yeah. you guys think? Real life. <laughs> Join us next week as we, <laughs> as we discuss the merits of murder. Yeah. Um, so then it cuts to Danny driving a car, getting out of the city limits, you know, stopping. He opens the trunk and there's Angel. He did the old ketchup gag. Which is why oh, we did Angel, it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, all right, well, let's, you and me then. And he did it because also he put like, he said, don't forget your notebook before he went out there. He poked it in there. Oh, so he right. knew that that's where that notebook was at. So when he stabbed, he stabbed the knife into the notebook with the ketchup there. And then it was. Yes. So that it looked like blood. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and so now he. Uh, but not uh, that he knew he was going to be stabbing him later, but he just knew it's like, oh, shit. Well, I know he's got his notebook in that pocket. If I stab him there. Then well, the, then the ketchup packet was in there, so he had to have... Yeah. I thought the ketchup packet was in his hands or something. Well, because he just walked up and just, just yeah, put the I knife straight down, like Michael Myers style. I don't know. Michael Myers style. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I thought he put his left hand on him, though. He's like, ah! So maybe the Oh, was maybe he did. Maybe he did. I don't know. Anyway, so Angel's like, well, let's go back and let's fucking get him, man. All right, I'm excited you're on my side. You're, you're not one of them. He's like, no, but it's my dad. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I watched what? that Vin Diesel movie. You ever watch those movies? It's about family. family. <laughs> no. Oh, the Fast and Furious. There it is. He's like, just take my car, go back I to London. But that's I see the memes. It's so I just just family. take family. just take my car, go back to London. Just take my car, family. Get out of here. Uh, just just forget about it. Just go. So, um, he does. He's like, fine. I guess we're not doing anything. Gets in Danny's car. He's driving. Finally, the gas. Li- and this was another one of the things that Roger Ebert always bitched about is the. Uh, the center line of the road interspliced with the hero of the movie, like groggily driving and like to, to show their, their long hero's journey, whatever the, the, <laughs> the, the darkened highway lines. And so we get a whole lot of it right here. And then his gas light comes on. So he pulls over for gas and he's in there and the guy's like anything else. And he turns and he sees a DVD rack. Did you guys see death warrant. I did not. Van Damme on Van there. Dam That's right. Oh, also, yeah. it's a petrol uh, station. Somehow he's going to make it. Somehow this appearance of Van Damme will make it into the tournament. Because <laughs> the character from more, Death Warrant is already in. Burke is already in. But if you get Burke from, the, from Hot Fuzz also, Hot Fuzz, yeah. Yeah. Burke could be there twice. Well, he better be on there. <laughs> but of course, above Death Warrant, much less important, but also there is Point Break and Bad Boys 2 sitting side by side. So he's like, no, I got to go back. <laughs> and then he likes, instead of like what well, he had a couple of ice cream treats or something, but instead it became uh, sunglasses, a whole bunch of spray paint. And I think some, some caffeine or whatever. Like he buys, he buys like five cans of spray paint and yeah. sunglasses for sure. And he ends up going back to uh, Sanford. He throws the money down. Yeah, change gets back, and then he throws the top of the the cap of the ice cream back down on the. Yeah, counter. he's like, I don't need your trash. Yeah, <laughs> throw this away from me. And then, uh, so he gets back into the village, and the first thing he comes across is a farmer and his mum. 
who, of course, mm-hmm. immediately attack him. And the mom has a shotgun. So just like the Andes were saying earlier, farmers and farmers' moms. Talking about who has guns. <laughs> First people who come across that have guns, farmers, farmers and their moms. And farmers' moms. Um, so, you know, uh, a bit of a shootout or fight here. But there's one scene where he does the jump fly, the, the flying kick over this little wall into this old woman's face. <laughs> yeah, and just, just Simon Pegg fly kicking an old woman in the face is not something I ever thought I would see, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah, no, it is. It's fucking beautiful. I think there's also a line before with the, the Colts or whatever where they, they talked about make, make Sanford great again. It's Stanford great again. It's no, like, oh, Jesus. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Mas- Miska. So, Miska. Miska. Like, so tr- Trump, Trump is like, Oh, that's good. There's no way that Trump watched a movie from anywhere else. Yeah, no, it's not, I don't think that guy could pay attention to anything. No. <laughs> but somebody on his team did and used the slogan. Yeah. Um, so now he gets into the police station and goes into the evidence room and loads up literally everything they had except for the giant underwater bomb. Oh, but God damn it. He's no, got, because there was a line there when... when God, and and these are the, this is the extent of my notes. It was from when... Danny and, and Angel, Angel were together, and they're about to go. It's like, he's acting like judge, jury, and executioner. And, oh, and, yeah. And then Danny's like, he's not judge, Judy, and executioner. Like, he's said judge, yeah. Judy. He's not judge, yeah. Judy, the executor, or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, he fucks yeah. it up completely. Yeah. But then when he gets the farmer and his mom, the farmer's like, what are you going to do? Go fucking kick everybody and arrest them? Not quite. And that's when he goes to the evidence room. Pull Luckily, we had got all that artillery from the old man earlier so he i mean he's got guns strapped to his legs and his back and his holsters he's got two, two shotguns in his back like katana swords he's got rambo bullets stra- you know he's got fucking yeah. everything and then of course the sunglasses and the toothpick yeah toothpick. my last note toothpick. my last note was face kicking elderly women for the win like yeah, <laughs> for the win because it is a beautiful kick yeah. right into this poor old woman's face yeah um, Poor old woman, my ass is shooting. If well, you're shooting me with a shotgun, you get a face that. kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ain't right. feeling bad that's, about that's, that. That's deserving of that face <laughs> yeah. kick. Yeah. Um, okay, so then he's walking back out. And we get that desk clerk again. He's like, London called, and he just turns around with the sunglasses and the toothpick in his mouth. And the clerk goes, I'll just, I'll just tell him you'll ring him back. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> so he walks out, and this is when a second clerk walks out. I'm like, oh, they're twins. That's why the. Right. The one is all friendly and chipper, and the other one is, and it's not a working overnight thing. It's a twin thing. Um, so now he finds this group of kids. He's like, hey, you can help me out, and gives them the spray paint. And they run around town spray painting over all the NWA cameras. And he rides a horse into town, gets on a horse for some reason. I'm sure that was another action movie trope that Roger Ebert well, bitched about. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, probably. He just comes in on a horse for no reason and then gets off like, and it trots off out of, out of the movie <laughs> trot off trot off <laughs> yeah and then massive gunfight breaks out because again as we've said everyone in town has a gun like the sweet old lady hanging the potted plants in front of her business yeah. first thing in the morning all of a sudden pulling the fucking dude with shotguns the long puffy out. jacket actually, actually has a shotgun ha- under it did have jacket. a bunch of guns everybody yeah. so he, everybody's shooting at everybody just big old fucking town wide straight gunfight. john wick type shit yeah like, everybody's pulling guns out the guns are springing out of their sleeves everybody's yeah. oh yeah shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so danny does join them and they're continuing the rampage along you know yeah the priest comes up and tries to like well i know you're not a man of god but surely you must understand being a man of peace and angel's like yeah i don't need religion to know right from wrong and i've got to do what's right he's like oh fuck it fuck off and that's when the priest gets the two little like 
yeah, sleeve like guns. The, what is that? Uh, uh, Desperado when yeah, it's like oh, yeah, yeah, comes out the like, sleeve yeah, gun, the sleeve gun. Uh, and so he goes for those, but then they shoot him in the chest. They had to kill the priest. That's the worst part about this movie because if they're going to use every single ridiculous or whatever you know that. that thing that happens in every action movie we're like oh shit that's like desperado oh shit that's yeah, like this yeah, oh yeah. shit that's like that. <laughs> which is exactly what they're doing yeah, yeah. So they like, kill yeah. the priest they kill the doctor like the the town doctor i think they shoot him it's like like he's through the you shotgun just shot, you just it, shot the doctor yeah he's a doctor he could fucking figure it yeah. out <laughs> he didn't they didn't even shoot it he had him dead to rights and then he threw the shotgun uh, danny threw the shotgun hit the ground and blasted oh, his that's foot right. off <laughs> yeah, yeah lucky there um, and then they even blow up the pu- or shoot the pub owners, everyone. So now there's they take out the two pub. Well, owners. the one pub owner got a bear trap to the head. Yes, shot the bear trap off the ceiling, off the ceiling and, on and then shot the. Which woman. is also through this gunfight. Angel is not shooting people usually directly. He'll shoot them in the shoulders. Occasionally, and stuff, but mostly, yeah. But usually, it's like he's shooting signs and they're falling on them or shooting shit over their heads. Like he's shooting the kegs behind a dude so they roll over him like. I don't yeah. think he killed anybody in the whole movie. I think he did. I think he wasn't he the one that shot the priest in the chest. He shot him. In, I think it's a shoulder shot. Was it? Which we'll know. get to because I think there's mug shots of all of them at the end. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now after they get the pub owners out, uh, everyone comes in. The inspector comes in. The other cops very much recreating some earlier scenes, like staging wise, right? Um, and so. Inspector's trying to say we got to arrest these guys. They they're gone crazy. He's from the city. He's looking for trouble. Now look, he's killing everyone, and he convinces the rest of the police force that actually no, Frank is behind this because his wife died, and he just wants the village of the year thing. And so he's been killing all these people. He's got their bodies buried under the church for fuck's sake. So the cops go with him. Yeah, which is a pretty compelling argument, I guess, yeah. he puts on, because none of them really liked him up to this at, point. At all, but his speech works, so Frank takes off running, and uh, so they follow him, we get to the supermarket. So now, Angel has to fight Lurch again, while the cops are fighting all the staff. Yeah, what, well, he says, he's like, I got I got the, the cart whatever guy, he's like, yeah. you guys do the rest. I was like, damn, I'd at least said one of you come with me, because this is a big It's a dude. big fucking dude. <laughs> yeah. And it's... Not a great, like, it's not going well for him for the most part, but he uh, he does finally get the best, like, knocks him out with something, knocks him down into, like, a freezer. He just is napping there. It's like, I don't I even know. It's like, it. I don't feel like he's no, it's not done there. Well, but at least the fight's over, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So then he runs off, and he meets back up with Dan. He's like, I knocked him out into a freezer. Oh, did you tell him to cool off? No, I didn't say anything, actually. <sighs> Damn, that would have been sick, But then he goes, though. oh, but earlier, you know, I did this thing, and I totally said, like. I can't remember what he said. Take for break, he's like. Oh, you're the fucking tits. You know, he's like, oh, that's awesome. You're so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's worried more about what you say when you do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Skinner gets away by jumping into a police car with Frank. So then they get back in their police car and they're going back on this high speed chase. And of course, as they're racing around and everybody's shooting and everything's going to hell, the, here's where the judges for the village of the year contest come walking up with their like clipboards. And I was like, oh, no. They're standing in the middle chase. of the street watching all of this. They're like, yeah. oh, this is not going to be good. This is not looking good, man. No. <laughs> this is not a proper town. And proper so, village. And then, <laughs> yeah, because when he was chasing the, the shoplifter earlier, he saw the swan. He's like, oh, I need that swan, but this one actually broke the law. Fuck yeah. Okay, so he, he ignores the swan and goes for the kid. But this time, he, like, he stops this car in the high-speed chase, grabs the swan, and throws it. Well, the, the one back. dude, the, the ones in lead were like, swan! 
swan, yeah. and then they crash their car. Yes. Like, they're already committing murder all over the place, but they're not going to kill the swan. They're not going to run the swan. Because the swan makes the town great. Yes. <laughs> so they, they like, ramp over a wall and crash into, like, a little model of the town. Yeah. And then Angel stops and grabs it. Throws it in the back seat. Throws it in the back seat, and they get to... They finally get around the wall to the other car. Angel's like fist fighting Skinner, and, and uh, Simon Pegg was like, I was very aware when we were filming this that I was like punching James Bond. <laughs> like, it was all I could think about the whole time was the fact that I am fist fighting James Bond right now. Um, so it's very, but it's very Godzilla because they're on like yeah, this, this, town, like this model of the town. They're like fighting each other and knocking each other yeah. into buildings and stuff. It's awesome. Uh, but he does get a good uppercut and knocks Skinner out. And so he goes and he checks on... There's this kid. kid ends up being Aaron A. Aronson because they made a joke earlier, the detectives. He was like, why don't you, you know, detect, go look for leads. Like, oh, well, should we just go through the phone book? You want us to call Aaron A. Aronson then? Because <laughs> it's, you know, the audience would be first. And then he finally meets this kid when he's fighting <laughs> Skinner's... Just some what? ginger kid standing Just in the middle of this. Kid, He's yeah. like, what the hell is going on? What's your name? Aaron A. Aaron. So he's like, well, wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> That's not really a thing. Um, so when he's like checking on the kid, making sure he's okay, Skinner gets back up. And I love this. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out a box cutter. He like slides the little tiny little blade out of the box cutter. He's like, all right. <laughs> Instead of like a knife or a gun or anything, just this tiny little box cutter and comes in to... You know, comes in for the kill. Comes in to murder. But steps on a little model delivery truck and his feet fly out and he goes sailing through the air and then lands in the same type of church spire that got pushed off before. The one on the model goes right up through his bottom jaw and he's like hanging impaled. Out through his mouth. Yeah. Bottom jaw, up through, up his, through mouth, his mouth, like touching his nose almost. Yeah. Oh my and, God. He's like, <laughs> and then he's like, like oh, all those hurt. <laughs> like, first oh, you think, hurts. oh, that dude's oh, dead. Because like, yeah. other stuff's going on. Like, oh, that dude's dead. And then all of a sudden he's like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I mean, it's just his bottom jaw. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to no, kill no. you. It's, it's not going to kill you, but it looks like, again, most movies when that happens, like, That's hope he you, did. Yeah. You know? yeah. but oh, I mean, it would hurt like hell, I'm sure. It hurts me to think about. Yeah. So I just like, ow, ow, ow. This really hurts. Yeah, so now uh, Frank takes Danny ho- takes his own son hostage. He's like, "All right, like you gotta, you gotta stop. We need, we just need our village, man. We don't just get the fuck out of here. Why are you causing all this ruckus?" And so Danny fights back, wrestles the gun away from his own dad, who then <laughs> takes off running, and he's looking at him he's like, "Oh, ah!" So then he he gets to be the one to shoot your gun in there and go, "Ah." Yeah. So he can't shoot his own dad, so he ends up unloading the gun up in the air and going, ah! So he gets to pull the counter or some point yeah, I, I might have shot him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, he, Frank, since their car's totaled, Frank jumps into Angel's cop car to try to make his getaway, but wasn't aware that they had a swan in the backseat. And as we have heard repeatedly, swans are aggressive and can break your arm. So it attacks him, and he ends up crashing into a tree. It's funny, because he sees a swan pop up, and then we cut to outside, and we watch the cop car start swerving erratically through a field, and like, yeah, it crashed into a did tree. We, how was the swan in this? Did we do we know if the swan lived through this accident? Did we never see it well, again. The, swan, oh, the no. swan isn't real anyway. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, the London cops show up and are like, "Yeah, we decided that kind of since you you were you were doing a lot of good, turns out because ever since you left, London's gone to shit. So they've been the ones trying to call him from London to get him back, and." Uh, 
He's like, yeah, well... He's the only thing keeping all of London. Yeah. The, yeah. One of the <laughs> largest cities in the world. I think London's larger than any city in the United States. I think so. And he's the only thing that was holding it together. <laughs> but he's like, no, I'm going to stay. I've got a considerable amount of paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we get all the mug shots of everybody and the pen clicking and all the, you yeah, know, all the Because I think at this point, that's when you realize that yeah. he didn't kill anybody. Because yeah, everybody's mug shot there are, is I in mean, there. there were some deaths, obviously, the bear trap on the guy's head. And, and things, no, he was, there, he was in a mug shot, though. Was he? Yeah. I didn't is, see him. The bear trap was in there. The bear trap was in there. Uh, uh, Merchant or no? What's his name? The dude Skinner. That, Skinner. With the thing that was, he, he, he had, had with the thing a big band in his face. Still, oh, still it's in all, his face. Yeah, it's still in his face when they do the the smug shots. Damn. <laughs> so he got through all that. So now, you know, and then it's like you know, a few months later, kind of like an epilogue here, and everything seems great. We're even even angels giving Doris some like innuendo jokes and making fun of her a bit, and everything seems great until finally the old man Tom comes from down. Comes oh yeah, downstairs. somebody hits him in with a, in the head with a friggin' trash can too. Like they're all yeah. there joking around yeah. or whatever, and it's like, oh, oh, oh fucking jog <laughs> off. Um, but I, and where Tom was during the whole townwide shootout and everything, I don't know. But he finally comes downstairs because you know we got one fucking one guy left, and so he has a shotgun and he shoots. But Danny jumps in front of it. It was and a gets, bluster bus, a bluster bluster bus, bluster bus. Yeah, it was. A, it was not a shot. I mean, it was the original version of shotgun. He's using like a historic. Oh, oh historic that's right, like a bluster, a bluster. Yeah, that's right. Bus. It does like mus- bluster musket yeah. looking or something. Yeah, where you basically put some powder in there and then shove whatever's heavy in the end of it and then just blast it off. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, Danny dives in front of it, and uh, this is where he kicks the trash can and hits the guy in the head, and then he stumbles and falls back into that underwater mine bomb thing, and then it fall like knocks it a bit and it lands on one of its spikes and that apparently was the the trigger yeah it's like a button on the end of each spike and it it pushes this one button in and then it starts ticking and and explodes blows the whole station up yeah which apparently he's the only one that died in the explosion and uh angel (laughs) gets the cool diving away from the explosion action movie to him no good because the whole thing was rubble when yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like what did you dive to the whole building's (laughs) gone like you're Um, not gonna survive this bricks are falling on you have you ever been hit with a brick it fucking sucks yeah (laughs) i have not i cannot say that i've been hit by a brick (laughs) yeah so uh but we get we get that (laughs) you've been hit by a brick i don't want to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) but you you, some other kid in your school never threw a brick at you no i I was the kid throwing rocks well, so, so what? A manny in your school never threw a brick. <laughs> <laughs> not at me. I, uh, I've had a brick thrown on my foot and crushed a toe, but not ever like in the head. Or I anything. thought that was a cold turkey, a frozen turkey. What? Didn't you drop a frozen turkey on your foot? No. Who the fuck? Did, who the fuck told me that I then? Know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, one swan. year later, one year later, Angel's taking these flowers to the cemetery, and then we see him there, and then like kind of off the. He's standing in front after of the explosion. Tomb. Like it ends yeah. with like him over over Danny, be like, "No, Danny!" Yeah. So then yeah. all you see is him, and then you can see the last name Butterman on the tombstone, and he's got these flowers. It's like, oh man! So he pays respects to Danny. I and hope then, these are good enough or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden Danny's right there. You're like, whoa, okay. And then we, the, it pans around enough to see that it was Irene or whatever. So it was his mom's grave. So they're just, you know, they're buddies and he's helping pay his respect to Danny's mom. And, uh, they get a call and like, okay, we got to go. And they peel off, you know, take racing off in their cop car and we get the end credits. 
And that's that's it. It's the end of our, our cop movie with every action movie trope ever. So, uh, what are your thoughts? Score on the horn here. I like the movie. So, I'll, I mean, I've seen it before. I've seen it a few times before. I did not see it for this show. I saw, like, the first, like, 30 minutes of it. I was busy. But, I mean... Like, <laughs> I was busy. I was getting busy. I was yeah. getting busy. <laughs> but, no, this is, a, this, is a, this is a rewatch. Like, even, even, even the bits that I watched, I was like, yeah, fuck, this is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is, this is, a, this is always going to be a rewatch, yeah. Excellent. All right. There we go. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it in a while, and I don't know why, but this is even better than I remembered it when I rewatched it. Like, it's just every... You can't go 10 minutes without a good gag or a good joke in this movie. It's it's It packs it full of it. It's it's a hilarious movie. It's it's a lot better than I even remember. So, yeah, absolutely watch this movie and rewatch it. And rewatch it. <laughs> um, I loved Shaun of the Dead so much that then when this came out, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. But then it wasn't exactly like Shaun of the Dead, so I kind of, like, harbored... And maybe that's what, because I was big into zombies and stuff. Disliked so it, it for a bit. And then, like, I, I had a coworker at Celtic Star who's like, man, Hot Fuzz is just so awesome. And I was like, maybe? I don't know. So then I, like, rented it, and I was like, oh, exactly. no, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. This and I don't, amazing. it takes no. a lot. It takes a lot for me to like anything with cops involved. Same. Like, I don't enjoy this movie. When I first watched it, I was just like, well, it's not Shaun of the Dead, so fuck you. Because Shaun of the Dead's amazing. And uh, uh, the three of these. Shaun of the Dead is by far the best of them, but this one is is still fucking excellent. No, I, I think mean, you might be onto something because that's probably when I was, I was like, "Oh, Shaun of the Dead was awesome. I'm going to watch this one." Yeah. And maybe I didn't think it of it, but, but I mean, now yeah. looking back, I it's love, great. I love, and and it plays a lot of the same gags that it does in Shaun. As far as like the quick cuts to to show the repetitive, monotonous nature of something in a funny way, or how often they repeat stuff, uh, the way like they set up the entire end of the movie right at the beginning of it every time. If you know what you're looking for, I mean, it's. They're all really well done, and you can rewatch them three or four times and still catch stuff that they were setting up for you and telling you from the, from yeah, the get go. I would rewatch this again right now, and I'd yeah. probably catch more stuff that it's, I missed. They're yeah. they're all yeah. fantastic. So yeah, this is yeah. highly rewatchable, absolutely rewatchable. So there we go. We got ourselves a three way here. What is it? Airtight. Airtight. <laughs> if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter at the Rewatch Party. You can find us on Facebook at the Rewatch Party. Email us at the Rewatch Party at gmail dot com. Tell us what you think about. Bobby's Beans and Franks. <laughs> a dip, 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 Figure that out. Hey, I'm, I have high, I have high hopes for yeah. that pug. Somehow Van Damme will probably be in this one. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's how it works out. So make sure you check out the Tournament of Champions. There, join us next week as we jump back into Marvel territory with the absolute fucking bonkers Howard the Duck. Until then, I'm Nick with bonkers. Anthony and Manny, and thanks for rewatching. I got clown ass. I need to rub my underwear in there a little bit. Clear it up.
Across the sea of stars lies another world, a world almost exactly like ours. This is where she lives. He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. Hey, good buddy, are you home? He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. You do know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals. You went to med school? To explore new relationships. <laughs> to redefine his self-image. I'm sorry, we don't allow pets on the premises. To adjust to a changing lifestyle. Oh, I pull it out! Until he discovers just who he really is. Oh, A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man! Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made. Coming from George Lucas, a Willard Hike film, a Gloria Katz production.